you up next time. On April 4, you're the only one who can stop him. Duty calls. Black Widow. Hey, fellas. The Falcon. All right, Captain. Come in. Captain America. Looks like you're giving the orders now, Captain. That's right. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I do what he does, just slower. Rated PG-13, April 4th. Well, hello, everyone. This is Rico, and you're listening to another episode, or maybe for the first time, of Treks in Sci-Fi. I'm your typical, I was going to say normal host. I don't know how normal I am, but... This week, though, I have on Skype with me right now, Chris Clemente. Hey. Yo. Now betting for the... Oh, I, I just always have to do that. Uh, well, thanks for uh, joining me, Chris. How are yeah. you doing? He's in uh, the lovely state of Florida. It's getting hot and humid already. I don't really want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Although we are at 50 degrees right now here, Fahrenheit, that is. So, uh so what, what, you know, that's a heat wave. Uh, us uh, up folks up in Michigan here, you know, we're in, sh- we're in t-shirts and shorts. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, we're going to be talking today. Uh, Chris had, had had an idea to cover, what would you say? Uh, you know, maybe a handful, a half a dozen or so different, uh, genre like, uh, universes, universes. Yeah. I like that universes. Cause I'm watching that, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know, cosmos universe, you know, everything's a universe, you know, these, yeah. you know, all these galaxies and that, that, that show is, is, is it's okay. I don't know if you're watching it, but uh, I am. Yeah. It, 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 I don't know. I, 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 I kind of miss, I have to say I've missed Carl Sagan a little bit. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know. It's but, uh, there's, know. there's something a little different about it. It's okay. And uh, I think some oh. of it is just because there's a lot of it that I already know. I like some of the history type stuff. I yeah, think they're doing the, they're doing that, that a little really more, good. but I like it. I think um, you know I like Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, um, he has a really awesome voice. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> does. He does. Yeah, he, he, he um, he's a very good. Uh, yeah. I'm just jazzed that there's like a show that's a science based show that's on like oh, a major yes. network. I think it's really yeah, uh, just exactly. an, a, a really great step because I I honestly feel sometimes that we forget. Why, that how big a role that science has in the life that we lead now, and how we should really nurture people's interest in science, especially yeah. Young well, that that just popped into my head now about another podcast that could be done at some point in time is just you know how much current way of life it owes itself to you know science fiction, fantasy, imagination, science, the space program, a lot of things. You know, it just. You know, pe- people just walk around. You're right; they they have no idea of uh, and appreciate it. And uh, so, yeah, what we're going to talk about, though, I didn't mean to spin off like that a little bit, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about different universes. Yeah, mostly to talk about you know, hit some highlights of things, and maybe some of these you've never, you know, for you listening, have never really uh, looked at or explored. They're going to be some pretty big topics and a, a good part of them have been covered in different aspects in different ways on the podcast in the past but uh, we're going to just put our own little spin on it for a, a, a single podcast and, and try to hit the uh, what we like about these things what we think the appeal is maybe in that so it'll be a pretty casual show as most of them are uh, this will be podcast number 484 it's going to go out actually on uh, 
uh, Easter Sunday on uh, April the 20th. We're recording on f- the Friday, Good Friday night before that, just to give you guys, you know, for for in 200 years when they uncover these podcasts and are listening to them, they'll they'll be able to track everything, you know. <laughs> when the podcast medium disappears, you know, because it's being sued out of existence or whatever, which is, hey, for the record, is a bunch of hooey. Will never happen. I guarantee it. They don't care. They really don't. My my theory always is and will be forever just about if you're not really, you know, you're not rolling in dough from whatever you're doing, they don't care. If you have no money to go after, they don't care. Yeah, there's so. a reason that somebody's suing Adam Carolla because he's got the number one podcast and lots of advertising. Now, revenue. it could change in how it's distributed and yeah. some services are in place. But if you have perhaps like I, the way I do it where I have my own website and, and, and that it, where I, all the podcasts are hosted there, they're not distributed through like a Podbean service or something like that. I could see so perhaps at some point in time some of those kinds of things perhaps changing. I don't think they really will. I think there'll always be a way for a long time to come. But uh, but anyway, it's a it's a BS lawsuit. It is, and 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 it's been. And as I think people pointed out on the on the this came up on Facebook recently again. And I've listened to podcasts a very long time, longer than I've actually been doing podcasts. And this is this sort of situation has been talked about for years and years this is nothing new this isn't with adam carolla is nothing new there have been other ones that other people they've gone after and nothing's ever happened so um so that's that so but back to (laughs) geekiness all right we're gonna do a um i think i'm gonna do a short little intro here chris and then we'll come back and get into the meat of uh talking about all these different genre universes so stand by with the new studio setup, the way things work now, is there more of an opportunity for a crossover here and there with Marvel characters in the movies? I think if you listen to the characters that are working on currently and you put them all together, there's no coincidence that that may someday equal the Avengers. I think, uh, I think just having that, that possibility on the horizon is something that excites all of us. I'm sort of looking this as more than just a movie, but a group of films. We drove down to Comic-Con to premiere footage from Iron Man, and we open up the front page of a local newspaper, and basically it says, Marvel rolls out the B-team. Now, later that day, the tide would start to turn. All right, who's ready for Iron Man? Wearing the suit is one of the great joys of playing Tony Stark. My turn. As soon as I heard that there was a possible part, and I was desperate to be a part of it. I picked up a book one day, and it's like, oh, wow, hey, I'm Nick Fury. I got my eye on you. It all started here. All these films are the road to the Avengers, and it was very important that they connect. Sir, we found it. The question that we've been asked since we announced Thor was, how are you going to fit this into the universe? I'm not sure we could have done this interlinked Marvel Cinematic Universe without Captain America. I got to put her in the water. Please, don't do this. The fact that we don't have to end the story just opens the door to some really great evolutions that the character can go through. You've been asleep, Cap, for almost 70 years. My dream team. This is the Avengers. Every time you put the suit back on, you get really excited. Say my name! We want something new and something unexpected. And that's what led us last year to announce Guardians of the Galaxy. Sometimes you gotta run before you can walk. 
All right, we're back. Well, I think the one that we were going to talk about first, Chris, was since it's sort of uh, in our heads a lot at this uh, point in time, mm-hmm. is is the Marvel universe, the Marvel uh, attempt to take over the planet, basically <laughs> of entertainment, television, movies, comic books, b- regular books. Uh, I, I, it's just uh, they're everywhere. Everything's. Uh, made by Marvel, right? Uh, so it, it's uh, it's pretty incredible for yeah. at least somebody like me who grew up reading Marvel comics and, and, and never thought in, in a, you know in my wildest imaginations you know that we'd ever get as much content that is being you know mass consumed uh, out there in, in in television and movies. So what yeah. what do you, what's your thought about the way they've been doing this? Are they doing it right? <laughs> <laughs> it's an embarrassment of riches if you're a comic book fan right now. It's uh, it's absurd. Um, it just struck me that now, um, you know, they first started out with Iron Man, uh, and it was a it was almost a lark. It was a throwaway thing, where they said, "What if we just made a hint that there are that there's more to this universe?" So they had the um, they shot that end bit with Sam Jackson that was at the end of the credits of Iron Man. And it was really what sort of said, listen, there's more to come. And so if you're a comic book fan, you see Nick Fury talking about Avengers, and you're like, oh, cool. And who Yeah, they throw these little tags in to just tease you, and then you're like, ah, that they're just having some fun. They're not going to actually go through with that. But um, what they've done now, and through all the movies, it's, it's – and I mean – it's pretty intel- it's pretty smart and i mean it, it was a risk i mean let's not forget that iron man <clears throat> i think uh we had a discussion on facebook a little bit about about this a few days ago that iron man is not a character that anybody who's not a comic book geek would really know about or care about number 1 um number 2 he's not even at the time he was not a top character let's i don't i mean you you can argue about it all you want but let, i i was a I was living yeah, in a Yeah, he's definitely he's, he's yeah. definitely not one of their their heaviest hitters and he wasn't no. certainly wasn't one of for someone, you know, for in the, for the comic world at least one of their big selling comics, you know. He's no, I, he's kind of had a steadyish following, but you know, things like Spider-Man, the X-Men dominated like the 80s and the 90s of of, of comics. Let me tell you, I was so. basically living in a comic book shop at the time because a friend of mine owned a comic book shop. So I was there. It was pretty close to my house. So I was there a lot. And I mean, I was behind the counter looking at pull lists. Nobody was buying Iron Man. I'm telling you right now. And we were even talking about, you see here's going to be an Iron Man movie. I'm like, oh, that could be okay. And they're like, yeah, but Iron Man, who cares? And it's like, that's the movie Marvel's going to start with. Who cares about Iron Man? And he was the bad guy at the point there was Civil War was starting, and Iron Man was like a real tool in the comics. Well, and also kind of seemed a bit... uh like the you know for people that don't know prior to that you know 20th century fox um yeah. you know d- did the x-men films you know mm-hmm. the, and and then sony had spider-man right so those yep. had we had seen those and those were pretty well received and did very well and those again are the some of their big players so the idea of Iron Man coming along, oh look, Marvel can make their own movies now, and then Iron Man comes along, we're kind of all like, you know, at least us comic fans are like, yeah, I'll go see it, I'll check it out, and and hope for the best. But it, again, we think that it's we're kind of second tier here. Yeah, and the trailer came out. I, I remember seeing the trailer, and it was like that shot of Iron Man sort of 
flying with the jets, you know, and you're like, huh. And it looked pretty good. Yeah. And so that movie does gangbusters business. Um, the, and after all of a sudden now you've got, you've got Hulk, Thor, Captain America. Um, and those start to do really well. Now they weren't as big as Iron Man. They were in the below 200 million box office, I think, but they were still very successful. And then you get those little seeds planted and it all leads up to Avengers with after Iron Man two anyway, or after Captain America rather, but Iron Man two had come out and it's just all of a sudden it's the biggest movie ever almost. And yeah. Which shocked me, I guess, at the time. I mean, I, me I loved too. it, I, enjoyed I it, and, and uh, but it 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 had a it had as close or or a tiny bit of a reef of a feeling to me of when the original Star Wars came out. In other words, it just kind of hit at the right point, I think, in time, and made a lot of people really happy and smile to see a a fun movie like that. You know what I mean? It's just I think they just did a lot very correct with that movie uh, marketed it right and they had all these other little movies and now you're going to bring them all together and and that uh yeah and it it, the way joss put it together and the characters i you know it was just great yeah i mean i gotta admit i mean when i was in the theater i I, my wife and i (laughs) went to see it on opening day because you weren't going to keep me away from that movie um i mean there's a there was my little self inside of me that's like nine years old starts, you know, is like thrilled because the Hulk is on the screen with, with Captain America and Iron Man and they're all fighting together, which is something we have not seen in a movie um, before this. Yes. At least, you know, yeah. I mean, X-Men, I guess you could say heroes fighting together, but, uh, you know, X-Men are X-Men. X-Men are, and they're, they're self-contained in their own books pretty much. Yeah, and the thing about X Men is, is they kind of right. They're they're their own little team. And the thing about Avengers always was, is you've got a lot of different personalities coming together who kind of do their own thing, and then you yep. know kind of work together sometimes too. They kind mm-hmm. of uh, they're they're much more independent than like the X Men are more of a have always been considered more of a family kind of thing. And yeah. you know, we were always frustrated as comic book fans when I was a kid because they would make Batman. You know, and they'd make Superman, and he'd be like, "Well, why can't? What about the rest of the heroes? Because you know, there's a whole universe of heroes out there." And the same, and then the Marvel characters—you don't even talk about what was going on with them before uh, X Men or Blade, rather. Blade was their first, yeah, big uh, hit uh, for Marvel characters. Because before that, you had like that horrible uh, Punisher movie, and horrible Fantastic Four movie, and the, the Hulk on TV, which was. They made an attempt to have some, like Daredevil show up and Thor show up, and they were kind of lackluster, of course, because it was the 80s and it was TV. Yeah. Um, so what really got me thinking about this and doing a podcast about this was, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. came on TV, and I was like, hey, that's kind of cool. And I watched the first episode, and I was like, that was neat. And then, like, I kind of fell out of love with it pretty quickly. I became, I thought it was just becoming very ordinary. It wasn't very Marvel-y. It wasn't very superhero-y, which is kind of what I was hoping that they would sort of be dealing with, like, you know, low-level sort of metahuman type stuff. I didn't see a lot of that going on, so I was like, this is not really capturing me. I don't really dig this. Um, I did, of course, get back into it, and it got it has gotten much, much better. But they t- the, the tie-ins that they started to do with the movies, I just thought, now I see what they're doing. This is a whole universe, and they're showing the impacts of these huge events – on these characters, 
Um, the events that happened in Thor uh, get referenced back into. Um, well, yeah, they got the references to Avengers. They got references yep. to Iron Man. They got references to Thor. They've obviously got Coulson in in the show. Yep. Who, who, you know, and this is the nothing here is spoilers. I, I don't consider because it's been out forever. Yeah, you know, or or been out long enough. I mean, Coulson's on the show, and he was killed. You know, uh, at least appeared to be killed in Avengers. So that you know that to begin with is is a big thing, a, a big connection. And and they you know from the beginning of the series, and I was kind of a little mixed at different times on it too. But the thing that kept me going on Shield, even before the recent episodes that are really tied into, especially what's going on in the or what happens in the Captain America, the newest movie, was that there always were these other little things. They were usually in the like last five minutes or so with a show, or what was going on with Coulson and what did he remember about how how he survived being killed. That's true, you know, by Loki. So there were these little hints they kept dropping throughout the whole thing, little teases of stuff, and. You know, as they did with Iron Man, like you said earlier, and they've done in some of the other movies too. I'm like, you know, Marvel. Okay, you know, this. I, I've <laughs> seen you play this, play these cards before, and I've seen you do this before, where you, you know, you, you put, sprinkle this little stuff out here, and you go, all right, I'll hang in there, and and uh, and sure enough, yeah, they started to uh, to really tie it in, especially yeah. with the the Cap movie, which we <laughs> won't really spoil it, but. You know there well, are I'll tell you what, huge ra- they, ramifications uh, that happen in that movie that affect what goes on in Shield. I mean, if you yeah. watched the last couple of episodes of you Agents know. of Shield, you you kind of know a, a, a pretty good, you know what what the main sort of thing going on in the Cap movie is. So yeah, I mean that's when I knew that they succeeded <laughs> when I saw Captain America, uh, Winter Soldier, and when the movie was over, I said to my friend, "What the hell are they going to do on Agents of Shield?" Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I was really concerned. I'm like, this is changing. Well, and yeah, everything. And in the past, so, you know, what you would have might have thought they would have just done is somehow the two things, but they hadn't. They they had already prepped it. You know, Shield yeah. wasn't shying away. The Age of Shield, the Marvel TV show, hadn't shied away from commenting and having connections to the movies. So nope. you knew that they weren't going to just somehow pretend that didn't happen or whatever. You know, other TV shows. And movies, you know, they haven't really crossed over like this that much. So no, th- this is a way for them to kind of keep the momentum going a little bit in, in a way. And, yeah, I was going to say, um, I know we're not going to talk about Star Trek, Star Wars. Those are ad nauseum. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we should have probably said to begin with, we're, we're just ignoring Star Trek and Star Wars as, as genre and franchises. We both, we love them. I we think we cover them. those enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, one thing I do want to say is that I said, you know, Star Trek had movies that happened during runs of two series and the movies had zero impact you know what Pretty i mean much. other than yeah. other than Worf showing up on DS9 yeah but like it wasn't really something that affected and the X-Files remember the X-Files had a movie in between like seasons 5 and 6 yes and it didn't really matter no and they did you that, I, I mean? think, on purpose because I think they were they're always worried that oh well, what happens if they haven't seen the movie? Well, you know what? Screw them. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I loved about Agents yeah. of the Shield. It's like next week. Well, guess what? <laughs> yeah, well, I think and somebody on the forum had pointed out, or not on the forum, maybe it was on the Facebook group. I think it was Dan said something like, uh, 
hey, you know, because I was getting all geeked out and excited about S.H.I.E.L.D. tying, you know, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. tying into the to the Cap movie, and it's like, well, gosh, that was quick, you know, what if you haven't seen the movie yet? And I'm like, you got to keep up, you got you to gotta watch this stuff, you got to... Well, they, yeah. they, they have to do it somewhat at the same time. You know, it, it's their only chance to do it. For one, the TV season is almost over. So, mm-hmm. so they're, you know, we're, we're only going to get about another three or I think it's about four more episodes or so. But uh, so they, they, this is their chi- time to connect the two. So, so that, yeah. you know, you've got to. And they did it really, really well. I mean, oh, it, was awesome. it, ta- it was time perfect. I mean, that next episode right after the Cat movie came out the events that were going on in that movie were pretty much happening right there, you know, peripherally, but affecting them. Yeah. The episode before Captain America came out ended with, uh, the Nick Fury, um, yeah. The scene that's in the trailer where he's being chased in his, in his black, uh, GM vehicle. (laughs) Yeah. Which is a really cool scene in the movie. Yeah. Um, that whole scene, the action in Captain America, uh, that movie was very, very well done. It was. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah even he's not so big, you know, Captain, but he's all right. He's, all, he's not pumped. He's pretty. He's if pretty, I had the shield, I could be uh, Captain. <laughs> if you could Austria. have the shield, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd be, I'd be Major Austria. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, the the thing, and that's where Star. I always felt Star D that I always Star Trek. Star Trek just dropped the ball. They could. They had. Why they had every opportunity because to have movies that made their TV property stronger, you know, if you would have had like somehow DS, yeah, they had a few little connections, but you're right, yeah, I mean, they're not really, they didn't really tie them, and I think they, you know, I, I. I think that's just the way that's always been played. That game is, you know, has always been done that way. So uh, Marvel's trying yeah, something different. So Marvel is Marvel knows its audience and it knows that. Yeah. First of all, you've got the people like you and me who are like, <laughs> go who can go back through our comics and go, oh yeah, I remember, um, I remember Zola. I remember him. He was the big walking box with a camera on his head. Now he's yeah. on the computer. Zola. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Goofy Zola. And. Yeah. Um, you know, it, and it drops stuff like you know Stephen Strange in Captain America. It drops a little that name in there. Um, yeah, and um, and then comic geeks are like, oh, Doctor Strange, you know, and people who aren't comic geeks who see the comic geeks go, that's ooh, blah 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 blah. blah. They go, well, what is that? And yeah, usually go, when I've been at these, there's been somebody with me, like my buddy Mark, that goes to the movies or something. That's like, well, who's that guy, or what's that about, or like, I think it was at the end of Avengers too, was when they show um, Thanos, right? Yes. And he's like, who's that? Who's that weird looking guy? I'm like, ah, you know, I just always play the like, you'll <laughs> find out. <laughs> oh, it's like, I know. Yeah, it's it's, it's great. A, um, they've done it's, a it's you know awesome. amazing job. They've got uh, Guardians of the Galaxy coming out um, later Which this looks, summer. Looks to be super fun. Yes, I think it'll be fun. Uh, it'll be quite a bit different than the other movies. And of course, even though they're not Marvel movies, we've got a new Spider-Man coming out in that you know fantastic-looking X-Men: Days of Future Past. Oh boy! I've been hearing little rumblings that there, you know, that someday, some way, maybe the you know 20th Century Fox, who have the X-Men, and Sony with Spidey, and the Marvel guys with everything else, with Avengers and everything are going to maybe sit down in a room someday and figure out a way to make them all like come together. So I, you well, know, but you know, the thing is, is like, why not? It's only going to improve make a deal. Their, well, right. It's there's only, no, it's only there's gonna no, their brand. 
there's no, no downside. There's no invisible wall or something. I mean, yeah. you know, although I mean, I guess I guess the only thing is 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 the whole can they make still a you know there's always this premise or idea that the more things you start piling into a movie the worse it becomes you know that's true nobody gets i mean they 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 really pulled it off with avengers you know joss whedon he can handle uh and and maybe we'll we'll spin off we'll use that as a spin-off point to our next universe Mm -hmm. where we want to talk about um joss's stuff and firefly especially but uh but yeah he can give everyone a little bit to do and make it look good but you had more like you had another like six or seven more characters in there uh so uh we'll see yeah I, I hope so, and like I said, it's only it would only improve their the brand that they're holding on to. I don't even mind we... if they just sort of pull, swing by, like Spidey swings <laughs> by, and he says, you know, hey, do you want to be a venture? Nah, I'm okay. Bye. And you know what I mean? Even just something cool like that. I mean, I I don't. Some people complain about that kind of thing, but I loved it when Wolverine, when Hugh Jackman was in like the last. You know the X-Men, uh, yeah. the X Men First Class, and when they went yeah. in and tried to recruit him, and he just said bleep off, you know. Yep. So, uh, but anyway, right. uh, yeah, let's take a, a break here. We're going to talk next about um, Firefly and Serenity a little bit, and and how much. Even though I've done a, a cast about that before, just to give you guys some a little bit on that, and and how much we like uh, those characters in that universe, and and uh, curse you, Fox. <laughs> mm, bastards. Man. All right, be right back. You are not the man I met a year ago. This is a fertile land and we will thrive. We will rule over all this land. I think they captured him, though, you know. Captured his essence. Mercy is the mark of a great man. Guess I'm just a good man. Sorry. What's that? Stimulators and cardiac diffusers. What about cortical electrodes? Oh, we forgot. I want you to meet my Bridget. Oh, well, I'm all right. And somehow you happen to just trip and fall. What do you mean? Come on, no. How's about we don't play? You didn't just trip, did you? I knew you let her kiss you. Last time with cows. Hey, there's an idea regarding beagles. They have swallow droppings. Are you offering me a trade? A trade? Hell, it's theft. This is the best damn gun made by man. It has extreme sentimental value. 10% of nothingness. Let me do the math here. Nothing. What do you mean? Kaylee's dead. I'm in psychotic. Testing. Testing, Captain. Can you hear me? I'm standing right here. You're coming through good and loud. Because I'm standing right here. What do you got? Got a couple DOAs by the time we got there.
Okay, we're back, and I uh, want to talk about uh, Firefly and the in the film, I guess, a little bit Serenity. The of course, the cult sensation only had a uh, a single season on Fox, not even really not a, even. a full season, right? And uh, and then eventually came back uh, years later with a movie called Serenity, but just such a a fun show. Everybody in the cast is fantastic. I don't even, and, and this is the one, and I've said it before. I think when I covered it, I blame partially myself and other people because yeah. it it just didn't get, it just wasn't handled from a marketing and and standpoint and from a launch standpoint of the series real well. I mean, I I just watched it later on. I watched like one episode when it came out. Uh, and I, I think it was the train job, and I was like, well, I don't really, this isn't doing just, much for me, and I shut it off, and I never watched it anymore, uh, which yeah. is not like me usually. But You uh, know why that? Well, you know that why that is, right? Because it wasn't the first episode. That's right, yeah. because they, 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 they screwed they, it up, they, yeah. They, they put the pilot, they, they actually broadcast it, like, what, three weeks later? Yeah, yeah, they mixed so, like, up what, the order. They, they, they wanted yeah. to have, they thought that was a much more action-y, fun easy easy episode for people to get into and and they were wrong they should have trusted joss with yeah. the opening episode that introduces the characters that gives you some background and stuff so and by the way it's a really awesome pilot it is i mean it it's, is it's gives you um every bit of information that, that i brought i brought this one up to you only because like recently i, I bought it on blu-ray when it was on sale i, I had it on dvd but i was like uh, i'm i'm just yeah i did too things. not too long back yeah mm-hmm. yeah so I, I bought it on Blu-ray, and I, I just hadn't watched it maybe in, I don't know, five years or so. So I sat down to watch it. And the thing that I always remark about is, like, this universe is completely ridiculous. Yet it is so well created and well written that you buy it almost immediately. Yeah. Like, why, there's horses and spaceships, yeah. and every planet has, like, a western town. But you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm on board. And it's just – I I, I – would like Star Wars? It's like I think I would like to live in the Firefly universe. It looks like to me would be a cool place to live. I mean, if I know you were that- somebody like you know you you had managed to uh, get yourself a ship, I think there's a lot of people who aren't living so great. But you're right. That's true. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of it looks pretty pretty darn cool and pretty darn fun. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I well, mean, we, we have like the yeah. uh, alliance people that have like a better life and spaceships and cool ships. And well, there's always like been that little sort of connection. I've done a, even a podcast on that western slash sci-fi connection. They they they, they seem to uh, kind of go hand in hand a little bit at times. So, but yes. yeah, it um, and it just it's incredible to go back and watch this show and see that you know that person is in this show now and that person has gone on and done this and that person is this and of course Joss Whedon who did the whole thing you know he. He he's he did Avengers and the second Avengers and you know he, the guy is like, and he did mm. other shows. We won't talk too much about him. I've covered him before too, but but like Buffy and Angel and Dollhouse. I, I mean shows that I love that just have a lot of character and a lot of fun uh, in those shows. Great writing, great acting, and uh, and just just some cool things to to see. Yeah. If you guys have never who are listening have ever tried any of that, you know definitely. And I think so much of this stuff you can just easily, you know, go click, click, yep. and you're watching it on Netflix. So it's uh, so easy to get this stuff now. My wife and I have decided that we're probably going to start watching Buffy since it's one that I missed. Um, and everybody, you know, talks about it. It's Joss Whedon, and 
I figure why not? We'll, yeah, we'll give it a try. It, so it, it's you, you. Sometimes I I've always I've said this many times on the podcast, but I I, I get a little bit scared that I, I sometimes might be overhyping things. I love right. it and I think it's great, but then I was watching it as as it was airing before everyone else was like going, Oh, it's so great, it's so great and you've got that always that classic of Oh gosh, you know, everyone's telling me this is so great and then you watch it and you're like, Really? You know, I mean, okay, it's okay, <laughs> but you know, it's not so great. You know what I mean? It's there are some fantastic episodes, and though it, it, it takes a little while to get wound up, I think. I, I, I think, like most series, you know, you can look at Star Trek: The Next Generation as a prime example. It takes a couple seasons to really get into all the depth and all the interesting characters, and then it gets to the point where it's just, you know, every episode is just just perfect and working, you know, in such cool and new ways and everything. So. But anyway, the uh, so yeah. did you watch? You didn't watch Firefly then when it aired to begin with either. Oh, who had a chance to? Yeah, I mean, I remember seeing the commercial and I was like, "Oh, space show, all right." And I think, listen, this is a perfect example of why TV executives um, are are always will underestimate their audience. Um, they get scared about things before they come out, and they had. I mean, that that is not like. A show when you watch it and you sit down, like like all of us have loved this show after watching it on DVD. I think I, I'm yeah. going to say like 90% of people who became fans of Firefly bought the DVDs or rented them and watched them, and all of a sudden fell in love with this awesome show. And when you watch it, and I watch it again, I'm watching it this 10 years hence. Right, it was 2004 that show came out. Mm-hmm. It is awesome, well written. The characters are. Very well done. It's it's a it's a good show. There's it, yeah. there's not an argument in my. It's not even an argument. It's not like a geeks only show. I feel like that that show could have very easily caught on, like a at the very least, like a Battlestar Galactica or something like that. Yeah, that, they definitely. I mean, it was just so like you said, it was very detailed and rich with their the 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 whole universe just somehow worked. Even though, and on one side of your head, you're kind of going like, this just is kind of. Silly. crazy and funny yeah. and weird and everything but it works it somehow all works you know they're they're like you said riding a horse and then they ride the horse right up into the spaceship or whatever and, <laughs> you know it's you know he's walking around like a gunslinger but but it's but then they're flying out there in the galaxy and there's these just crazy things going on and then it's it's also got the great the and there are a lot of star wars connections in a way too oh You're i right. think so the, the uh but it's got the great thing of basically the rebels against the big bad empire, you know, situation. <laughs> that's that's basically the 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 crux of the whole thing. Uh, I love that show. You know, Dear Dyer. Dear yeah. Dyer, today I was pompous and my sister was crazy. Then we got kidnapped by hill people and it was the best day ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jane. I mean, Jane is about I mean, he's a just just a hilarious character and uh i get very sad it's like i said um i think i I put this on facebook i said i'm going to rewatch firefly and then pretend that serenity didn't happen and everybody continued to go on for oh yeah because of uh yeah yeah things happen but uh but yeah anyway it's a it's a great and uh and maybe you know who knows maybe with joss and his newfound you know if, if Avengers, you know, the next Avengers, Age of Ultron, just goes gangbusters, I mean, the guy's going to be able to pretty much do anything he wants to do. So I think if he wants to do it and he can get that cast back together, 
you know, maybe someday we'll see another uh, Firefly film. I mean, I would oh. I would love it. I think I think the the cast, everybody that I've ever, whenever I've heard any of these guys speak, I mean, I I know for the short time they did that show, they all just loved it as much. Mm-hmm. And I think that shows. I think that's part of it, you know. But yeah. those those guys, everybody on that show, loved doing it. I mean, they yeah. they just all are, you know the seem to be the best of friends still and so I, I think any chance they had it they would have to do it again they would so uh, oh yeah I would I, I would and Nathan would. Fillion can't do castle forever so uh, you know how many more he's, seasons he's, he's not getting any younger I would but I would love to see um, a return to that universe somehow in some fashion I think I think and the movie I think did pretty modestly well for a based off of a canceled TV show I'm pretty sure it did a, it was a modest success. Yeah, and well, uh-huh. he also. I think the big thing that helped that, that I, if I'm remembering correct, is they did it at a pretty tight budget. It wasn't yeah. like this mega, you know, two hundred million dollar movie where it's like, okay, who do you think is going to go get all this? You know, where are we going to get all this money to make this back? He, they realized they couldn't go crazy with it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it made all right. It's not like it didn't blow the world up, but it made like twenty five million dollars on a show that never. And it's Got still it. being sold and watched and everything. Yeah, like and that. now, now it's like you know, I think it's a, it's certainly. And a it's show a cool that, movie. I love that movie, even though there, you know, there are great. some things that happen in it, like you kind of alluded to that. But uh, it's a good movie. Oh, it's it's an, it's a, and I think I, I, a friend of the, the friend of mine that got me into um, Firefly had seen the movie. Oh, he never you know, watched the show before. He, the he never watched the show, oh. and he was like, and then he oh. found out that there was a whole show that it was based on because actually the movie. For some reason, it can kind of almost stand alone, even though it's ba- it's you know dealing with characters that are kind sort of. of I think though that the, the yeah it, it hits you so much harder. I think uh, yeah. if that movie, if you've watched the show, yeah, it's. Uh, but yeah, so he so he bought the DVDs, and he goes, he he knows how much I love um, westerns. Yeah, and um, and sci-fi, obviously, and he he said you need to watch this. This this show is like created for you. And I was yeah. like, all right, all right. And I did. And I watched it. I said, He's, it is. I said, this is a show that was made for, for, for me. I can get two of my tastes in one thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, and it really is. If you haven't ever watched Firefly, I have to tell you, you're, you need to do it. It's not going to take you but 13 hours. And yeah. And, they, be- and, and just like I said, you know, just, uh, just watch it and enjoy it. You know, don't, don't try to think about, you know, I know it's one of those things, especially for geeks and stuff that they just go, oh my gosh, it's so great. It's so great. It's so great. And, you you may you may not you know you may not think it's the greatest, but I I, I defy just about anybody to watch the and it's only what is it fourteen episodes, or whatever. It's thirteen, I or think, or thirteen or whatever fourteen. Um, but uh, I defy anyone to watch that whole series and not say that you didn't at least enjoy it and like it. You may not it's, think it's in, you know the greatest thing ever, depending on your love for that kind of thing, but. Uh, it, it's some well-written, well-acted stuff. That's for I sure. I can't. Pra- I can never praise that show enough. It never fails to make me smile when I watch it. Yeah. I All right. Let's the uh, the right. so let's we shift. segue into something else. Yeah. Let's. <laughs> well, I don't know if I can segue very well, but uh, well, let me see here. Well, let's go off into more of a fantasy realm. Okay. And since uh, here's my segue, since it, I just bought it like a week or so ago, the the second Hobbit movie. Ah. Uh, and uh, let's talk a little bit about Tolkien. I guess a little bit on the. You know, we can cover brief, super brief. I mean about that universe of fantasy literature, fantasy films, 
how many Hobbit movies can they make out of a you know 150 page book? <laughs> it's and, 250. Uh, stop it. <laughs> oh well, it depends on the font size. No, that's true. Unlike Kindle, it says no. It's uh, yeah, <laughs> but it, we'll be right back and talk a little bit about uh, J.R.R. Tolkien and yes, uh, precious. Yes, it's mine. I want it. We'll be right back. In the land of Mordor, the Dark Lord Sauron forged in secret. A master ring to control all others. One ring to rule them all. One by one, the free lands of Middle Earth fell to the power of the ring. But there was some who resisted. So, Tolkien, he's mm-hmm. wrote a few books and stuff, right? You know, guy oh, yeah. from, uh, what, from the UK originally, right? Or was he, I don't no, he's know. No, Jer- he's from Jersey. Is he, um, you're, you're joking about that, right? No. Because Kenny, oh, Kenny uh, just, just like took a picture of him in the graveyard or whatever there in England or something, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's buried next to his wife. So I'll, I'll have to ask you, now, I, I'll admit that I... I didn't read Tolkien until later on, just a little mm. like at the end of college, basically. It was the, was about the time. I didn't, you know, even though I knew about it forever, I didn't read mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings until later, even though I loved, you know, I was actually, I started a lot more, maybe I, I don't even know if I've ever said it as a podcast, but um, I was much more of a sci-fi guy at first you know, than, yeah. than a fantasy. But that came pretty quickly when I started to play like D and D. And so then I read, you know, Tolkien and the Hobbit. I think I read actually the Lord of the Rings. Then I read the Hobbit. 
mm-hmm. uh, because I don't know why I just I had those books and I did it that way. But uh, how about you? When did you do it and read it and and uh, very young? well, like the yeah, very young. The D and D connection is 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 obvious. When yeah. I was a kid in the early '80s, D and D was like it was you know you see him playing it in ET you know and it's like that was how it was it was like kids around a table in a kitchen playing Dungeons and Dragons sure yeah and there was a whole um, bunch of other fantasy literature you could buy too besides Tolkien of course oh sure of course you know there was anything with a Frank Frazetta or a you know cover or something you know Mm -hmm. Um, but um I I loved D&D I had the books my mother uh thought it was of course tools of the devil but (laughs) um Hey, we're still you know, here. We haven't, you know, we haven't, exactly. uh, you know, I, I haven't sacrificed a goat in at least a week. So I know, but um, she was, you know, I was, I was, I don't know, let's see, eight or nine. So I mean, it's a good age for that sort of imagination growing stuff. Mm-hmm. And the books were really awesome. I don't know if you had any of them, but I mean, the artwork in them, I was just, I loved the creature books and all that. Oh yeah, yeah, D and D. No, I, I've, um, you know, I don't know why, but I, I've never really completely talked a huge amount about it on the podcast but yeah i was i had a group of friends uh we were we were when it was first out heavy into it i mean we'd play sure. all night sessions and stuff mm-hmm. and yeah i'm gonna sound like an old guy here but this was back before you could play it on your little ipads and on your computer <laughs> you had to actually like think and imagine the monsters yeah. and stuff and roll dice to hit them and things <laughs> yeah graphics yeah I'll give you some graphics, graphics. we didn't know graphics i had graph paper <laughs> Darn it, and that's yeah. all we needed. So no, yeah, we I didn't use graph paper. <laughs> the thing I love so much about D and D was, and, and and you know, I there's even guys that I, I've been gone over to their weekly session that they they played. I used to play with them even in, in recent years, uh, once a week. But um, was I, I, you know, I loved creating the, you know, being the dungeon master at times. Although we we switched off a lot. So uh, so yeah, Tolkien and D and D were pretty much you know hand in hand and. Yeah. Uh, but I was I was you know a little bit older than when I read the books finally, and I'm kind of glad in a way that I did because you know, the Lord of the Rings is some it's not really light reading. You know, there, no. there's a lot of stuff going on in those books. I didn't understand a it. lot I mean, of characters, a lot. a lot of you know <laughs> changing scenes, languages. But my mother had bought the um, box set for me. You know, it was like because to her, yeah, it was like you know swords and wizards, and that mm-hmm. looks like the same stuff. So I kind of looked at it, and I was like, uh, and I pulled out the books, and I remember they were really weird covers. I remember Bilbo was like this weird, fat-looking guy with like a wig on. I don't know what I don't know what the deal was with the art, but it was weird. But um, mm-hmm. I did read them, and at about nine years old, and I remember not understanding a lot of it, but I do remember that I got a great sense of it, and I remember like really just enjoying reading them. Even you know when you're a little kid, I was a big reader very early on, so. I was a little bit more advanced with reading, so it didn't really. Uh, you were no, a nerd. I, you were a nerd. I were a nerd. Yeah. I, but if I didn't understand something, no, I, would just, I, I would have kicked you about the the yeah. playground. There, I'd push yeah, you on yeah, the yeah. swing and push you off it. Yeah, come here, Smeagol. Come here, yeah. I'll kick you. <laughs> Smeagol. Yeah. So you know, and then Lord of the, a Lord of the Rings movie was like something that was talked about forever. You know, and then a I live action he, one. You mean? Yeah, yeah. they were because t- yeah, we had that creepy uh, animated one where they Ralph Bakshi's animated one. Yeah, which uh, you know, for someone because that that was out around the time where you know D and D was pretty popular. We were playing yeah. it a lot, so I, we just I just kind of gobbled it up, and I just thought, oh my gosh, this is the coolest, best thing ever. But it was all we had. 
you know, was it. You know, so that, that <laughs> it was really it was really creepy. I, they painted creepy. the way that they did the animation was they painted over live action a right, lot of right, it. Right, 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 yeah. And yeah. so it just it gives it lends a really kind of creepy air to it's it. Not, like, it's yeah, they they had a name for it. I I think Bakshi had had you know whatever it was called you know rotoscope slash something else. But anyway, the yeah yeah it was weird. But yeah, uh, yeah. and then of course Peter Jackson. You yes, know, he, and, but he, I you go remember, ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. No, uh, George Lucas. I think he called Lord of the Rings unfilmable. Um. It was cons- I, yeah. I guess I've heard that yeah. that 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 has been. It was it Lucas who said that or I whatever. Think so I mean, that might be mixing seems up. Hard, that seems hard to believe since he did Star Wars. You know, I mean, it's like really you you can do lightsabers and Wookies, but you can't do a orc. I, I don't know, but yeah, anyway, I don't know why that was the thought, but I think maybe because not so much just how much is in those wise, books. It's basically, just a dense dense yeah. story. Probably not the effect of part of it, but it's right. the to get the story across to get right. all those characters in there and. And that's where you basically need somebody, you know, who can write and knows what they need to include and what they can cut out, you know. Yeah. And, and and Peter Jackson has uh, Fran Walsh and Philippa right. uh, Boyens, who, who really are uber-Tolkien geeks, um, to really pare it down and get the story that, you know, that needs to be told, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I, I tend to get a little bit um, defensive for them when people start to down... Anything like if down the, the movies that they did? Oh yeah, mean? I get a little bit irritated because these are not people that are. These are people who seem to generally care about the Tolkien universe and the characters. Yeah. And it's not like some things where you, you can tell. Obviously, they don't really care, and it's a money grab situation. Yeah. Um, the I haven't really was, read or heard very many people complain about them. I uh, mean, I, I, I maybe maybe I, I try to you know maybe I just close my eyes or i don't know ignore those or whatever but i I, i've always thought they were as about as well received as they could be you know there's always going to be people out there going to go like well what happened to this character or how come they did that well that's not right and da 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 and i'm like really really my my wife was on a tolkien message board and you know back when message boards were the pretty much yeah the social media yeah and before Facebook, I've, yeah, yeah, I've never seen such hateful. You know, they were the for I, I say this almost every time. Listen, if you don't like the Lord of the Rings movie, if you don't like any Anything. movie, <laughs> then go read the book. You know, that book ain't going anywhere. You know, forget about it. I mean, this is just a movie of based. Well, on are they novel. were were most of their complaints though of of also of having read the book and, and then they were just saying it wasn't. Well, that wasn't the book, or that wasn't. Yeah, like, well, where's Glorfindel? I mean, yeah. listen, how many characters do you, are you going to shove into this movie? Okay, I mean, all right, I got you. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Glorfindel is a character. If you remember in the movie, Frodo gets stabbed by the Witch King, and he's dying. So yes, Arwen right. in the movie, Arwen comes. Yeah, that whole scene, right? I know is not the same as no. in, right. in the book. There's an elf called Glorfindel. Yeah, and he shows up, and Aragorn's like, "Hey, brother!" And he's like, "Hey, I'll take him to Rivendell." And Glorfindel puts him on a Frodo. I think is on a horse by himself, anyway. So that whole thing was sort of different. But does it really affect anything? No. Does F Frodo get to Rivendell? Yes. Would you have seen Glorfindel after that scene throughout any of the movies? No. When you're making a movie, you have to have some kind of a continuity of characters, and there's only so many characters you can have in a movie. I think yeah like, yeah you've got you've got to take some um, 
control of it and and make some decisions that sometimes are a little tricky and and make it all work and that um i've always thought you know i i I like lord of the rings and one of these days i keep keep telling myself i want to go back and you know it's been a long time since i've read it but Mm -hmm. but the um what what was i going to say i i always kind of you know even though it's it's like pretty much you know some people's bible you know and that's probably not an exaggeration no but i think the thing could have used a little bit of a good editor to it you know and cleaned some things up and made things a little bit better and streamlined some things you know what i mean i think it's cool and great and all that but i can see why they did some of the things they did for the movies definitely and uh I, I'm not saying necessarily even one's better than the other. I'm just saying there, there's a lot of like stuff in those books that you could have, you know, these days, I don't know if a book like that would ever be written again quite like that. Although, I don't no. know, maybe those Game of Thrones books are kind of like it. <laughs> They're close. They're a little bit, but not like Tolkien books. I mean, yeah, no, you're you know, right. Yeah. The, the, uh, then it's not Game of Thrones, it's Song of Ice and Fire, but that's neither here nor there. Well, they're not Game of Thrones because not everybody's a bastard, basically, you know. And just, oh my God! Well, we're going to talk about that. I want to. I want to cover that at the uh, probably the last one. It, oh well, yeah, we got a couple that, others, but but I but I but, I, I, got, um, I got some things anyway, to say about that one. So my but the thing I love uh, anyway, I think the Tolkien universe is a is is the best. Still, after all this, is the best fantasy universe. I think that. The detail that you're sort of decrying a little bit is sort of what helps make it that way. Sort of, and yeah, that's, yeah. And that's and just I'm, the way that, yeah. Not decrying, but I mean, you know what I mean. You're like you're saying, you no, know, no. Maybe- I, it's yeah, no. I, I, I know exactly. I've had talks like this with other other people yeah. before, and you're right. It, it's what makes it what it is too, yeah. as well. And I love it sometimes, but then sometimes I'm like, oh, really? Do we need another? Whatever, another, right. another. I mean, do we really need another dwarf? Do we yeah. really need another? Well, you know. <laughs> It, book flowing and know. flowing and you know keely and wheelie and dealy right. or whatever well, that you know. is the key. i know what you're I'm talking like, about do we really come on come on it jr is. come on if you've read the lord <laughs> of the rings and anybody who's read it knows what i'm talking about when in the movie the council of elrond is short you're happy because the council of elrond chapter in fellowship of the ring is one of the longest most ridiculous chapters in any book yeah. it's like they detail it's like that you get the whole History. Now, this is where you're, gonna get, you're getting the whole history, but it, it's like absurd, you know. Yeah. Like everybody who's re- my wife and I, we, 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 I remember when we first saw Fellowship of the Ring, she elbowed me. We elbowed each other, like accounts, because like in the movie, Alron says a few things, and then he goes, "Bring forth the ring, Frodo." Now, yeah. before that happens <laughs> in the book, there's literally like I think 20 pages of like. Holy man. I am reminded of a line in uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Skip a bit, brother. Skip a yeah. bit. Skip a bit, yeah. brother. Exactly. So yeah. so that that definitely you're like that could have been edited. It was but that's Tolkien. Tolkien lived Oh yeah, he loves that this. stuff. He, yeah. he you know, he and I admire that too though. No, don't get me, you know, it's it's I admire it because he wrote what he he you know, you could tell have his, you know, love and his detail and his you know, just just him creating and being able to imagine all that, you know, is is incredible. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's great. And I I love the movies. I love the three movies that we got. And now we've had two. You saw both Hobbits movies, right? Of course. Yeah. 
So yeah, I'll, miss, um, I don't miss Tolkien movies. I'll miss Lord of the Rings movies. I, I'm and right I, I got a little bit, I, I'd say I'm a little bit more pleased, even though I still think it's ridiculous that there's three Hobbit, going to be three Hobbit films for a, a fairly small book. But I really enjoyed that second one a lot. I, I, yeah. I, I enjoyed the second one a, 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 a really a lot. And, uh, you know, the funny thing about it is I think I enjoyed some of the things they added to it more than I thought I would. You know, yeah, and, and so I, I'll, I'll eat a little crow here and say that uh, it's not the Hobbit book. It's not no. the Hobbit book at all. It, it, and it's becoming even less and less the Hobbit book. But and, and I'm sure by the time the third movie rolls around, we're all done with it. It's going to even be. Yeah, that's about 20 percent the Hobbit book and about 80 percent the rest of them coming up with some new and cool stuff. Well, and I'm it's fine. Lord of the Rings yeah. um, prequel. Yeah, that's all. Think yeah. of it that way. Yeah, and you know, I'm good I'd with be... that. I'm good with that. It's it's uh, I I've I've come to 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 I'm I'm jumped I've jumped on board and I'm fine with man the dragon and everything. Oh, it's great. So listen, uh, that, that they really I saw it twice in the theater. Best dragon uh, ever in a movie. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> and the I mean, award the Academy Award for the best dragon ever in a movie. And I love some previous movies with dragons in them. You know, Dragon Heart, for example, and and uh, but man, that smog is just ugh. Yeah, that um, um, it's just and plus Benedict Cumberbatch, he's doing the voice, so I mean, there you go. Oh, he's just he he could you know he that, makes anything sound menacing that if he wants. Whole he's scene, like, I mean, when soon as Smog, uh, sorry, sorry, Smog, comes out of the uh, the gold, there, it's like you can't really take your eyes. I have to say though, the only little thing that happened when I saw that movie, since we had just gotten uh, a few months prior to that, uh, the Into Darkness movie. I was like, God, it's Khan. It's Khan's a dragon. Because <laughs> just, you know, he there's some lines and some time, especially when he's talking in the little Brig cell thing to Kirk mm-hmm. about what, what's been done to him and his crew and all or his, his friends and just the way he, he just gets so like, you know, <sighs> isn't there anything you wouldn't do for family, Kirk? You know, yeah. you know, just, and I'm not knocking him at all. He's he's fantastic. He's great, but just they were just a little too back to back for me this past yeah. year. And but later uh, on, I want I want to ask you a, a couple of questions about the new Star Trek universe. Yeah, but yeah, we'll, we should do. Uh, we'll we'll even, table that. Yeah, but we'll, um, okay. anyway, um, let's do. Tw- you want to twist off? Let's twist off into. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Harry Potter and uh, oh, st- yes. still. Uh, I've uh, I've been wanting to cover Harry Potter, Kenny. Kenny, if you're listening, we got to do that <laughs> still. But yeah, um, but uh, but anyway, yeah. So uh, so we're gonna just talk a, bit, a little bit about that crazy vast universe of uh, the world of of Harry Potter. Voldemort started to gather some followers, brought them over to the dark side. Anyone that stood up to him ended up dead. Fought against him. Nobody lived once he decided to kill him. Nobody, not one, except you. Voldemort wants to build up his army again. Fourteen years ago, he had huge numbers at his command of not just witches and wizards, but all manner of dark creatures. He's been recruiting heavily. We've been attempting to do the same. But gathering followers isn't the only thing he's interested in. To find you. And kill me. Master 
since it's taken from Azkaban because of escapee fanatics this train. Every great wizard started out nothing more than what we are now. They can do it. Why not us? So uh, Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling. So, mm-hmm. so what's your uh, background on this? Were you a reader of the books and saw the movies? Saw the movies, then read the books. What, what's uh, your? What's I'm an your early adopter. Early adopter. I was good. I was reading them. I heard. I somebody, was reading them before anybody knew who she was. Uh, and, uh, in uh, '99, uh huh, 2000 rather, I got the first two. They were in little. They were little kid. They were almost, They were kid books. Mm-hmm. And somebody, yeah. I heard, I remember hearing somebody say, you know, these Harry Potter books, supposedly they're kids' books, but, you know, they're really good. And I was in a store, and I kind of remembered hearing about them. They're relatively inexpensive, I think, like five ninety nine or something yeah. for the first two. So I was like, oh, and, and I was reading them, and my wife, uh, my wife who was my uh, girlfriend at the time, aren't those kids' books? And I'm like, well, they're really good. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I got hooked pretty easily. And luckily for me, like, the first three books were um, out. So mm-hmm. I got the first three books in a row, and then the fourth. I remember the fourth book came out, and we went to get it, and it was like a line at a bookstore. Yeah, for yeah. a book. That was, was about when it event. really started to hit, from what I remember. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was like the movies hadn't come out or, yet. or gotten really got really big. I should say. I mean, it had, it had been boiling a little bit, but it was really by that fourth book, which was quite a bit larger of a book Goblet too. Of fire, yeah. yeah. And it, I mean, I never saw anything like it for a book, and the movie had not run, come out yet at that point. And I was just impressed. I said, "There are there are kids here, excited about a book. This can only be a good thing." Sure, um, absolutely, and, yeah. And again, that book, the fourth book, is such a great book. I mean, yeah, that's one of my favorites of the series, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, we were always um, as soon as the books came out, she would um, she would vacuum it up. And then I would grab it and read it. But I think for the last book, I didn't want to wait. So we so both had our own, <laughs> own copy. You're and, like, what page uh, are you on? What page are you on? Yeah, what page she, are... she always beats me. But um, Yeah, my wife reads faster than I do, too. Yeah. So. so, yeah, we were, we've been on board with the Harry Potter thing since before the movies. I'm and then a the little movies, slow. I read kind of slow. But, I mean, it's a cool, it's definitely a cool, um, it's a cool uh, universe that she created, uh, which... You know, you can see how it grows from the first book, which is almost which is a very simple little story. I yeah. mean, there's a there's a history that she that she sort of builds with Harry Potter and the mystery of his not dying and things like that. But I mean, it's not it becomes very dark and ominous as the series goes on, which yeah. I find pretty pretty. Uh, when you watch, especially when you watch the movies, it starts off and it's very, you know, 
There's one thing it, I always think about when I when I look back at some of these things, like Harry Potter is a good yeah. good one, but I always wonder, and it, and I know I'm sure she's been asked this, and this just shows how off the cuff we are doing our podcast today. But if I ever get to around to doing a serious Harry Potter, you know, full show or multiple podcasts, we'll do it more. But how much of it do you think she kind of had mapped and planned out, and at what stage does it become mapped and planned out? Probably not book one, would you think? Right? Not not. I mean, even mm. outlined out. Have you ever read or heard anything about that? I'm always curious mm. about: Do these guys write? Does she? Did she write and have it develop kind of almost organically or naturally as it was going? Or at some point, maybe after two or three books in, did she kind of say, "Okay, book three or book four is going to be kind of about this"? Then book five is going to kind of cover this part, and well, six will be that, and then uh, you know what I'm saying? Kind of well, just. If I, I was always guess, curious about that, and whether somebody just sits down at the keyboard and lets their their mind and their fingers go. <laughs> if I was a guess, I'd say that when you're writing something, you want to have a, you have to create probably a history for yourself while you're writing. Yeah. And maybe she may have had some broad strokes um, of what had happened to these characters before this book. Yeah. Maybe she had some broad strokes as to where she wanted it to maybe go. Mm-hmm. But she really, I don't think she really. Until maybe until she had until there was a Harry Potter business. Yeah, until maybe it was a then, franchise, a yeah, universe it, like we're talking about for this podcast. The right. you know a universe where she said, okay, well, I better, I got to deliver now, and I've got to do a good job, and I've got to, you know, have a plan here a little bit, and, and only, not just um, kind of fly by the seat of my pants. And as as Indiana Jones would say, I don't know, I'm just making this up as I go. So. <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, I love uh, my son is at a great age. You know, we are he's we're watching um, Lord of the Rings movies together. Uh huh. Um, and Indiana Jones uh, recently, uh, he kind of wanted to watch the first one, and we watched yeah. it. And How old I is said, he hey, again? What what he's he's almost he's like six and a half, almost seven. Okay. So we watched Temple of Doom on Saturday. It, it was a little too scary for him, and I forgot because I thought he. I oh, thought I, 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 I completely, you know. Oh, I, there was <laughs> that, that one scene. You know, I, I know, know what you're talking about. Yeah, the he heart freaked, and all. He, that was not for him. Um, I, I'm because I'm, I tend to like just think of myself as a kid, and I was a pretty. It was hard to get me scared about anything. Ah, uh, but. I'm thinking, oh, this has short round, and he's gonna he's gonna be a little kid in it. And he's gonna, and for a while he was okay, and then like at the dinner when they're cutting the snake open, he's just like, Whoa! You know? <laughs> <laughs> and um, the same thing yeah, with Chris uh, giving his kid nightmares, yeah, nightmares, you know? and then the heart thing. He he ran, he got off the chair, and I'm like, I'm sorry, Jack, I didn't, I for, Daddy forgot how stupid, scary this part was, because even that whole part where. Yeah, that's the classic. The, it's the uh, it's the first PG thirteen movie ever. It is. So. Indy got captured. He drinks the uh, the bad juice and then uh, yeah. puts Willie down. Listen, he should. I mean, putting Willie down the thing that was that was okay. But that I mean, was okay. Yeah. That, yeah, but I mean, he likes the action. He likes the when yeah. Indy's punching people, and, and then he got back into the rest of the movie. The rest of the movie's okay. Um, yeah, well, they kind of save the kids, you know. They get all the, yeah. the they save anyway, all the little, you know, chained up little minor kids. So that's uh, a that's a digression. But I was yeah. just saying, it's just fun when you when you when you your kids, and I feel I mean, I feel bad and good at the same time. I know that I've my kids have sort of gotten into some of my geeky stuff, and I mean, but yeah, you know, nowadays it's a little bit easier on on geeky type kids. But yeah, mine kind of grew it, up with Harry Potter. You know, mine kind yeah. of it was it was a very good age, especially for. Um, well, for both my sons, and mm-hmm. uh, and you know, it was it was good. You know, we 
uh, we we would read the books. There was some of the books that they would read. We would read the whole family would read them as they came out. So we were reading the books before the movies. You know, we we always had had the books read before the you know we had seen a movie. And uh, yeah, I, I love it. And uh, it's, it's cool because next year he's going to be like eight when Star Wars comes out. It's just is that if that's not the perfect age for a kid to see Star Wars? I mean, I don't know. I mean. I think I think that uh, he's really into Star Wars as well. The Clone Wars, we watched the uh, new episodes together. Yeah, no, um, that should be fan- that should be just great. That's, I, uh, so I, I love it. I love um, sharing. Uh, sh- I don't know if it's good or bad that my interests uh, line up with a seven-year-old's, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, know. you know, if you look why, at why the industry up? and we're talking about all these different universes, there, yeah. you know, I think I think your interests, my interests, I think we line up with a lot of other people these days, and I, I sure. You know, I've recently we were talking. There was a little thread. Uh, I think it was on the Anomaly Facebook page, but there was somebody talking about. I think it was Angela, and they're talking about Xena, and I think she'd been sick and was watching old Xena. And I kind of made a comment like, you know, ah, they don't. There aren't any f- silly shows like this on, uh, you know, anymore on TV. And then, um, and then somebody else chimed in and said, yeah, there's nothing good on TV. And I'm like, Whoa, oh, what? What, what are you? What are you talking about? There's nothing good on. Or basically, they didn't just say nothing good. They said more like everything's the same on TV. And I started listing off, you know, all these cool shows on, on television. Not only, you know, and this is a, we're spinning off a little, but yeah. But I, I my point was just as, you know, it's the golden age of movies, TV, ever, everything right now. It for people like us because my 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 claim or my point was when I put a post up there too. You know, twenty thirty years ago. You didn't have this out there because people that grew up loving and liking this stuff are now making movies like J.J. Abrams, yep. you know, and and they're they're in charge of developing projects, and oh, they could make a you know a boring drama or something about whatever, or they yep. can make a cool show about you know people with you know lightsabers or swords or bow and arrows or whatever it happens to be, uh, and uh, or magic like Harry Potter. You know, mm-hmm. a, a universe with magic and little kids going to a school to learn magic. I mean, gosh, it doesn't get much cooler than that. No. You know, the only thing cooler would be going to, you know, Jedi Academy or whatever and, uh, you know, <laughs> learn how to swing a lightsaber around. So that it's, um, it's, yeah, it's it's a great time to be a kid, really. To, to My generation this. is in charge now. Yes, I exactly. Mean, all the stuff that uh, I loved is now... Um, sort of coming, you know, in vogue again. You know, and we're hopefully will continue because, you know, as you say with your son, and I did it with our kids, and they, they like a lot of this stuff too. And I, you know, my younger son and I, uh, we went to see the Captain America movie together a couple weekends mm-hmm. back. And uh, so it's, um, we're going to continue that trend because we're teaching them <laughs> this is cool stuff too. So, uh, so yeah, it's great. Um, and anybody who says TV isn't good. Doesn't watch AMC, okay? Doesn't watch HBO. It's an absurd statement because TV is. This is what I consider to be the golden age of quality of television. I've never seen the quality. That, I mean, a show like Mad Men, which is, which I know you like too. Yeah. Oh no, it's great. It's, 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 not, an, it's not. Yeah, genre, but it, you know, it's not fantasy or sci-fi, but it's darn cool. It and, is fantasy if you think you're Don Draper. Yeah. <laughs> well. I, I have to say I'd kind of like to be Mr. Draper sometimes, although he's he's kind of messed up a lot too. He's he's pretty but messed mean, up. That show, but that's um, what's good. That's a good character though. That that's what's oh, an interesting is. character. You don't want them to. You really don't want them to be perfect. 
but you want them to keep trying that's the thing you know that you want them to keep trying to be better and stuff so i mean i i I think that there hasn't been a better time oh it's it's ridiculous every every week i have so much stuff to watch on my tivo i i I can't keep up you know i mean i and you know it's not you know people will say well you watch too much tv and i'm like uh I would say not exactly because it's all really, really good. You know, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's that's the difference. You know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, I'd still, I was watching less, but I was watching less because to me there was less good stuff to watch. Right. I mean, how many times yeah. are you going to watch Baywatch? You know, yeah. no. I was I watching mean, the Star Treks that were on in the day. You know, there was a couple of sci-fi, sh- other sci-fi shows on, and, and it wasn't as much because there wasn't as much good to watch. So that's all. But, um, all right. Well, um, speaking of TV, I wanted to swing back just briefly and talk, uh, take a little, play a little bit of a clip here too, but, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this, the universe of Stargate. I don't Uh, know if I've ever asked you if you're a Stargate guy or not, but, uh, we'll we'll be back in a (laughs) moment. We'll be back in a moment. There's a teaser for you. We'll be back. Stargate, Stargate, uh, Stargate SG One. Stargate started first as a motion picture, which, mm-hmm. frankly, and I think I've said once or twice, or I think I've done a Stargate podcast, so we'll just hit on this for a few minutes. But I wasn't a really big fan of the movie, but when the series began, I really liked it a lot. SG One, right. Richard Dean Anderson, cool show, fun stuff, and it just went on for a long time, and it flipped networks was on for like 10 seasons. They eventually did Stargate Atlantis and Stargate Universe. So how much of this stuff did you watch? Stargate Universe, and that's about it. I um, Oh, you never I watched the earlier shows at all? Uh, no. No, uh, not I at all, really. I haven't seen any of them. I, okay. I watched Stargate Universe because it was a, like a space show, and I, was, and I saw it advertised on um, sci-fi, and I was like, oh, that looks kind of different. And I got very very into Stargate Universe I really loved that show um, I never really explored the rest of it because it seemed to me it was like so much and I'm like I don't know oh yeah I see what you're saying you know what I mean yeah. it's like there was Atlantis and SG-1 and there was like 10 seasons of that and well I'm it's like, like somebody jumping into Star Trek almost not quite yeah. not quite as much as Trek but it's a, it's a pretty lot of you know I think there were 10 seasons of Stargate SG-1 I think 4 or 5 of Atlantis and 2 of or one of universe, two, two of universe, two universe. Well, there was two, two, two universe. And, yeah, and, and it was not sorry. Enough. Two that show that show was was wonderful. well. It really started to get good in the second season. Oh, I was sure a little did. mixed on it at first, but uh, and it was quite a bit different than SG One 
or Stargate Atlantis. I'd say it was a much more sort of serious and kind of not so nice show in a way in some in some fashion and uh and the, there was a lot of lightheartedness in, in in quite a few of the episodes of SG1 that I enjoyed. I like Richard Dean Anderson a lot. I loved MacGyver. I like his attitude. He's just he's just always kind of making a cracking a joke even though he's he's you know the, a good you know he's a guy that you want watching your back but he also you know you know the bad guys that capture him and you know he'd make some silly little crack joke or something at him anyway no matter what was going on very um indiana jones ish to me a little too so uh <laughs> so those shows i enjoyed a lot although i did fade a little with stargate i, I kind of watched it a lot in the first few seasons then it kind of gotten to an area where I just wasn't enjoying it as much. There was other things that were popping on and I missed some episodes and I kind of, I think it's when Daniel Jackson on that show went off for a a season or two, he wasn't on there and I kind of faded away, but then I came back to it and got caught up again. And yeah, Stargate, um, Stargate is a great universe. I would, they've done some movies too, as well, you know, that, that you can get and watch on, um, Netflix and and I urge again this is something that you can easily you know watch at your leisure uh, online you know there's not lots of I think Amazon's got them too Hulu maybe and uh, obviously Netflix but uh, check it out great stuff mm. um, and a really rich universe too I mean they had a lot of time there to, to develop the uh, the you know the different you know bad guys good guys some guys that were bad turned out to be later on you know your you know like klingons on star trek later <laughs> on became their allies and that's that was what was cool and fun about that show is it evolved and changed uh, over the years and people got you know their positions changed within the stargate you know command and and it was good good stuff yeah. good characters I good see, actors I, I, I considered it like i seriously considered like trying to get into the rest of it uh, but you know, it's hard to go back and do these <laughs> yeah. now. Though, like we just talked about, because there's so much stuff that's on right now that you want to watch. You know, yeah, I, exactly. I've uh, I've been trickling away at a couple of other things on on, on Netflix, uh, but but I I watch so I watch them so slow. Like I I, I think I said on the podcast I did with Brian about the, the Clone Wars. It, one of the reasons I wanted to do that was it pushed me to watch that last season that came out on Netflix to get <laughs> done with it. Because I would have probably literally spent the next year watching that, even though there were only, what, 13 of them, I think, or four, something like that. Uh, it was like 13. Yeah. I, I mean, I had got to about five or six, and then I'm going, okay, yeah, those are pretty good, and I'll, I'll watch them. And then it was getting within a week, a couple weeks of uh, of doing that cast, and I was like, okay, i got to watch these now. And fortunately, <laughs> they're only like 20 one or two minutes each yeah it's not an hour-long show which stargate is but but yeah there's just a lot to see so uh you should watch the clone wars Uh, i'm sure you said this but uh the last three episodes are sort of george lucas's last statement on the force yeah we talked about that on our you did uh, i know but anyway anybody who hasn't watched it should watch it it's really the, the last three with yoda are really really interesting yes they were very good and uh okay let's uh one more quick break and uh we'll talk about uh game of thrones a little bit in that universe and then just kind of finish off with some other general comments about a few Mm -hmm. other things so we'll be back in a moment
All right, Game of Thrones. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is the show. This is the show that I need to T-shirt that just says, "This is the show that I love to hate, or I hate to love, or or whatever, whatever." <laughs> this is a show that's probably made me the craziest of, of any recent genre type show. I, I I got so close, you know, to to stop watching this. I mean, it just probably every other episode when it was first on was just pissing me off. I'm like, come on, ah, what ah. the heck? What kind of a show is this? This is like watching a show of, okay, you here's a little cut on my arm, and now why don't you throw some salt in it? Oh, I just washed the salt off, and now why don't you throw some more salt in it? I, I mean, it's just like, gosh, these people, I want them all to die mostly. I oh, what about three of them? <laughs> That's uh... So well, tell me. Funny. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go, you can go ahead and ask a question. I was just going to say, I just wanted to get your... I've not read the books, so I've only ever watched uh-huh. the, the TV series. And I know there's people... This is this is kind of, the, in a way, the uh, you know the Lord of the Rings to a degree in our, in our day where people are pretty crazy for these books, even though there have mm-hmm. only been four, three, four? Five. Out? There, there are five out? Yes. Oh, there are actually five out. For some reason, I, I didn't think it was that many. Okay. All right, so five books, mm-hmm. and uh, and you've read them, right? All of them? Yes, uh, of course. Yes. yes. And uh, and so you, and, and I know you've been watching the series, so what is your take on how they compare? What do you think about, you know, how are they doing as a as someone who's read the books? I mean, I've heard a little bit of what you've said on the forum, but I guess tell people listening. <laughs> what well, you think of, of the whole I thing. would I should get my wife from the other room and have her she could probably do an hour on this but um she's multiple readings and list audio listens too she's very well versed um I've read them once because as I said to my wife I, I would read them again but I my heart can't take it um yeah this is like your, your comment about the walking the, um, dead about saying yeah, like I can't watch so, the walking so dead much. anymore you're you're just killing me what you're showing. Yeah, it's stressful. I mean, I got on The Walking Dead, I'm pretty sure there are children on that show just to make me upset and nervous the whole time. Yeah. Baby, I mean, it's just like, okay, just keep the baby on there so that I'll be miserable for uh, the whole episode. But anyway, um, they, so the books, yeah. So the, the books, books compared, the mm-hmm. books are. The books and the show, like the first season of the show, is a really awesome adaptation of that first book. Um, because there's very little that's changed um, from that. They really did. They really just kind of took was that the first, first book, book. Just was it? Um, is it smaller? Is it less? Is it? Is no, it a, not is really. It, no, well, no, no. Uh, it's still eight hundred, nine hundred pages. It ain't short. I mean, is it really? A, okay. Yeah. All right. They're all about the, the, There's a the, the third. The third book is about I think eleven hundred. Um. Yeah. And then they've they've changed a few things here. And if you're a huge fan of the books and you know again you might get upset by these things they've changed they've some characters the TV, yeah yeah i mean but it doesn't really the show is very well done um and george r r martin has a is a pretty big part to play as a matter of fact the uh the episode that aired uh just this past sunday was was the one that he wrote for this season he writes a, an episode a season well that so, was a pretty key episode we won't, yes. i'm not going to say anything because that was just a week ago but that was a pretty big episode so yeah. Yeah, and I mean, this is the one that I've been telling people for a few years. This is the one. I said, eventually, guys, your pain will be alleviated just for a short period. But you know, it was one of those times, and I think I wrote it on the forum, Chris, where it was like, you know, 
A little too little too late for me still. I mean, I'm like, okay, all right, yeah. And and I knew it was coming kind of, but I'm like, I don't know. I just uh the it's just a really tough tough show to watch, you know. It's it's definitely and brutal. It's a, the yeah. The books more so. Um there's a lot of stuff that just that happened in the books that was just I couldn't even believe uh was happening. I mean, I don't know if we're going to spoil too much about the first season of Game of Thrones, but I think it's pretty generally known uh, that the major, a major the character got killed off. Yeah, and everybody. I mean, everybody I think we can say, and I think people, you know, without giving any specifics away, you know, this is a show kind of like The Walking Dead mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't. It, it completely throws out the usual conventions of. Well, gosh, you've got the heroes, and they've got to stick around because the heroes have to kill the bad guys eventually, right? Right. No, not necessarily. No, nope. <laughs> no, they can keep killing the heroes, and another hero can pop up, and they can kill them, and another one can pop up, and they, you know, I, I, again, I'm, you know, generalizing, trying to keep it, but uh, I think the if you've at all picked up on some of this in the media, you know, I think most people who are somewhat aware of this show know that this show is a, uh, you know, fights that normal normal way of doing things, I guess. Just yeah. like The Walking Dead, I, th- I find it very similar to the, you know, and sometimes I find that it's just sort of, oh look, I I can I, I feel like I'm being a little bit played with, like a cat and a mouse. Yeah, like and I, that's exactly you know, how I, I, I feel when I read the book. Yeah, I feel a little bit like, really, really, okay, oh good for you, you can you can, you can show how bad you can be or how bad people can be, you know. Well, the thing so. about the character that gets killed in the book, he is or. Well, whatever. The character has um, the the books are written in viewpoints. So, like when you are reading a chapter, it may say it may be a Tyrion viewpoint, which means you're getting his viewpoint only. Oh, he jumps around like that from yes. different first it's not, person. It's not perspective. just a narrative. Oh, yes, hmm. it's a, not first person. But and that I, and that's that's throughout each of the books. He does it the same correct. way. So, like every chapter will say Tyrion uh, at the beginning, or Ned, or okay, uh, okay. Um, or Sar Aria or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, you, that's the story because like every character, as you know, and has like pretty much their own storyline going. Yeah, there's about twelve at this point storylines yeah. going. Yeah. So like the character that got killed had the majority of viewpoints of the book. So in your mind, you're, you kind of are building the universe. You're going, I know, like you said, we've got the good. Well, guys, he's your guy. He he's yeah. your he's your eyes sort of there a little bit. I mean, he. So when he's, he uh, yeah when that happened in the book, I literally closed the book and put it down. I said. What what the what? <laughs> yeah, I know. Because the way the story starts out, you're like, oh look, I see this. I've read fantasy books. I've been reading them for twenty years. Uh, they they found wolves, these magic wolves, and the kids are going to get these wolves, and so all this cool stuff is going to happen. And then like, yeah, not so much. But yeah, um, exactly, yeah. And, you well, know, the, so, and then the thing is, you don't really, you sort of get that sense from the series, but that's a real hard thing for them to put in. Mm-hmm. On 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 film, this different perspective, different viewpoints. They do it by scene to scene. Like, okay, here's Jon Snow over here, or uh, or here's Arya, or here's Daenerys, or whatever. But um, but or Tyrion, or, or whatever else is going on. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's a. It, it, I mean, I I I've gotten to be accepting of it, and, and now I'm intrigued. But uh, I, I was, you know. I was pretty much right there. It was like a hair away from okay. I'm I'm done. I'm done with you. So, uh, 
Yeah. Well, I, I will. Well, now say I've that... gotten to the point where I just think, well, okay, whatever else can happen. Now, now, now I've become kind of numbed to it slightly. Maybe that's because maybe that that also affected me not maybe taking as much joy or satisfaction in what happened in the last episode because now I'm kind of like, well, whatever. Of course huh. that you're going to do that. You've screwed with. You've screwed with the good people. Now you're going to screw with the bad people some. So, uh, so now, yeah, now I feel like I, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I, I, I'm still enjoying it. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't keep watching it if I wasn't. But because uh, now I kind of want to see what happens. You know, now I'm kind of hooked a little. Well, that's so, what happens. You yes. kind of. I felt that way with the books when they've, you know, killing people and little kids. You're like. I- can't i can't do this because this is emotionally like well, yeah like in the part. second episode and it time you know some little kid gets pushed out a window or whatever i mean like right. come on really <laughs> yeah so that's usually like, you know you mess with kids and you mess with little dogs and stuff in a in a, in a thing and I, that's usually you know two strikes or more for me and i'm, I'm not gonna watch this yeah so it's like it, is this entertainment uh not so much but <laughs> well i mean i will say that sometimes i'm like watching this show and i'm like I mean, I've read the books. Um, my wife has certainly read them uh, multiple times. It's for us, you know, we can follow easier what's going on because we sort of have the lay of the land. Yeah. I, I do wonder, I'm like, does the people who haven't read the books, some of this must be very hard to keep up with. Oh, and I've, I've done that on the forum. I know I've put out questions, and Pete on there is, is he's pretty good at this. He knows these books well. And, yeah. And I, I tried to. I've, I I know I was asking. I think it was last season, or maybe the one before that. I said like, I don't. Who is this guy? And what's his <laughs> connection to this? And I don't understand. And I'm getting confused of who's who. And and uh, you know, but um, but yeah, it's it's a lot to keep track of. It really know? is. But still, you know, it's such a well-made show that you know why stay away? It's yeah. It's worth well, I swear <laughs> that in the opening credits, which I love, but there's two or three new little towns this season that they're showing there. That <laughs> yes. That I'm like, okay, what the heck is that one now? Who's there? And oh, by the way, yeah. yeah. For non-book readers, uh, if you want to know how crazy the books have got ha- get with viewpoints and timelines, some of what's happening now with some characters is actually from book five. <laughs> and and what are we it, supposed to be in most book, book three, three? Yeah, okay the second half of book three but the but what happened is in book four and book five happened concurrently because in book four you only get say a few different viewpoints and then in book five you get the others and then some of uh, book five and then some of book five moves past so so in order to sort of make this show sort of flow and blend they're yeah, having yeah. to sort of play with take some liberties about which book they're in and stuff yeah. like Tyrion doesn't show up in book four at all yeah and he's become a pretty popular character on that. right so imagine not having he's pretty much one of the only ones left that i'm like you know yeah i mean i've always liked him i just think yeah. he's super smart he's super cool and 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 he's he seems relatively you know has has good intentions Yes. At least he's trying to do the right thing most. He's of the everybody's time. favorite character. Yeah, you he's the only. Mean? He's really about the only one who is, you know, the voice of reason, the voice of doing, trying to do good and do the right thing. Yeah. You know, and 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 everyone's, you know, a lot of times people are screwing with him, you know, and it's like, you know, this is the guy you should be following and listening to. Yeah, he's smarter well, than most of you, and. uh 
so anyway, but it, it is so like you know they're not going to have a season of the show without Tyrion. I, I, I tell you what though, don't tell me anything. But man, if he, if he gets like you know something happens to him, somebody chops his head off or does something to him, I might be done with it because he, right. well, he's like the only he's the only one I can root for still. I mean, well, yeah, spoil, there's. I don't want here's a, I can spoil. I can I'll, here's a little spoiler warning. He's still alive in book he's five. Fine. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. I'm not saying that. Uh, oh, I kind of thought he was going to be. I didn't really. Yeah, I'm not think, saying he's happy, yeah. but yeah. he's he's um he's he's, he's still kicking. he's still in one piece. Okay. I think that there are. I think that if, if you if you're kind of watching the show and getting a sense of the characters that have made it from the first season, you kind of see there are a few characters that you feel may sort of make it till the end somewhat. Yeah, you know that maybe yeah. these are. Some well, I kind of thought that until about uh, whatever yeah. that ha- whenever last season happened, you know, too, oh, and, right. and it was like really <laughs> a red wedding. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, Game of Thrones though it is a very rich, very cool universe. I, I I've uh, I have to say it's it it is a neat a neat place. I, I like the dragons. I want the dragons to get bigger faster. They look like they're getting a little bit feisty too with Daenerys there. You know, that that oh, yes. last episode they were like kinda like snapping at her, you know, mother of dragons, you know. They're teenagers now. Yeah, they're little punks. Yeah. You little punks. Yes. Come on, you little <laughs> monsters. Yeah. Anyway, no, it's 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 it, and and the other thing about it that's kinda kept me going is, is it, it is um like I love that show a couple of years ago, Legend of the Seeker, just because it was such you know one I I thought it was a great show, great characters, real interesting, but it was really beautiful. I mean the scenery it was set yeah. in uh, they filmed in New Zealand, and this Game of Thrones I also love the the just how believable and how cool everything looks. I mean they they HBO spends a lot of money on this thing, you hmm. know it, it it shows you know they. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, 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 it grows. it's an amazing, this, it's an amazing looking show. This is a show that has grown in viewership. Uh, like it's tripled its first season, um, numbers. Yeah. I think it's getting a ton of, uh, of word of mouth. You know, I think there's a ton of people saying, oh my God, you have to watch that. You have to watch that. And, and this is also a show to me that one of the things about it is I don't like spoilers. So probably another thing that's kept me watching it is, oh gosh, you know, I don't really, I don't want to really stop watching this, and in three years, somebody's told me everything that happens. You know what I mean? I mean, right. I want to see it happen now as it goes. So. Yeah, and, it, and I mean, it, it isn't an easy show to watch because, you know, there's a lot of violence. There's a lot of debauchery. Yeah. There's, um, there's, there's a lot of things that don't happen the way you want, and I can tell you that that's not going to end. But I can also tell you that there are going to be a lot of moments that you're that, – that, if done properly are going to be really awesome to see on screen and that there's some good, there's going to, this season uh, is a season that I've been looking forward to. Well, it's supposed to be pretty big and there's supposed to be like a lot of, uh, I read an article about it. I mean, there's supposed to be a ton of, although we really haven't seen it yet, but what have we had two episodes or three episodes since it came back Two. So uh, gosh, it seems like it's more than that, but, um, but anyway, there's supposed to be a lot of action too, a lot of big, big action. So so if it's if if it's anything, I mean, in the book, even I when I read the action bits that we we're going to get coming up by the end of this season, I was just wowed. I was floored. I was like, that is just cool stuff. I still can't forgive Jamie. Let me just say that. I just, I, I you know, gonna, I, yeah, I know, I, but I, I, I know, I know he's trying to make up and he's trying to be 
better and all that, but I he still yeah. did some nasty stuff, and I I still still I think feel this, I still that, think I somebody should should you know run a sword through him. So uh, I, I remember reading the books, going this sob is trying to get me to like James Lannister. Well, of course he is. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I gotta tell you, he kind of succeeds by the. Um, it depends the on game. how far they go with it. You know, if he if he ends up making some kind of ultimate sacrifice or something like that, then I'll go okay. All right, but our changes changes camps to you know does you'll something. see. Well, yeah. um, all I gotta say is that um, his character has a as it ended up. I think he has got the biggest potential for growth and change. And um, well, he's interesting. He he's certainly made you know I I, I I enjoy watching him now and I have for a while and uh, especially all that travel time with with Brienne or whatever her name is the yes the Brienne, crazy yeah. tall girl um, but, <laughs> yeah, she's uh, like six foot five. Oh my god she's like <laughs> I thought I was tall in there you know she's like especially when she's like next to Tyrion or somebody but uh but I'll tell you the one that I just can't stand oh my gosh I think I hate her more than even I hate uh Joffrey but uh what's her name the Joffrey's mom Cersei yeah Oh my gosh! Could somebody be just even more despicable and some more nasty? I mean, she just has, she has, she does not have one, one tiny, tiny straw string of of redeemable anything in her at all. There no. is nothing in her that is good at all. No, and there's not. And there, I'm gonna there tell you right now. There is completely. I mean, actually, everybody else, even. You know, I mean, they're just like, she is just, oh, my gosh. But I will say that, you know, in the books. She's worse? Are you going to say she's worse in the books? I will say that she probably is, but there's also, you find reasons for the way that she treats Tyrion the way that she does, for the reason, you know, why she treats Tyrion the way that she does. That there actually is a reason that she um, behaves that way towards him. Yeah, see, um, I haven't really, and that's a that's a tough thing with the t- with the TV show, maybe. But it's been hard to ever really figure out. I think that's that's a key point. There is that I've had a hard time figuring out why these people are the way they are. You know what I mean to a degree, because mm-hmm. you kind of get plunked in here, and you don't really they're you don't see a lot of that because right. you can, I'm sure that could come out and be written about a lot better in a book than that can be on screen. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's a kind of a trick there, but or, yeah, I mean, and there, and, but yeah, there are, you know, but their characters are gray. I mean, so that is what sure. it is. Like even Tyrion's gray. He's not, he's not, you know, Oh yeah. Hero. No, he, he's, he's, he's definitely gray. He's, he's just, um, he's just, he's like a lighter shade of gray. Oh, he's uh, a lot lighter shade of gray. I mean, look at look at this. Like this season's got you with the hound, and all of a sudden the hound is sort of you're sort of somewhat rooting for the hound, even though he's an awful, horrible thing. Kind of. I I I'm I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm exactly rooting for him. I I I I I don't even know what to say. I just say like, okay, well, yeah, he does what he does for him and what's best at the time for him. He's That's not really right doing thing. it for anybody else. He's He's using Arya, and he's you know he's not you know it's just whatever's whatever is best for him. So, well, it's it, it, at least it seems what it seems to me. But I think by the end of this season, you're going to want to keep watching. I'm pretty sure that. Oh, I've kind of gonna... I've kind of gone over the hump a little bit. I mean, I, I I mean the it was probably at some point last year or whatever where I kind of you know was okay. Yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not really at the 
danger of tuning off, I think, at this point. But uh, hey, I mean, let's face facts for an uh, HBO is a subscriber service, and it's not a cheap one either. Um, and, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. And it's getting six, seven million viewers on a, fan, a show like this. I mean, it's pretty impressive stuff. Yep, yep. Hi, this is Jen from Anomaly. For May the 4th, Angela and I will be releasing an episode on female characters in the Star Wars universe, including the movies, TV shows, and EU, and our hopes for the new films. So make sure you download the episode May the 4th from iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or visit anomalypodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. And may the 4th be with you. I mean, those were some pretty big areas yeah, to cover and sure you know a lot of universe stuff a lot of um, a lot of things that we like a lot of enjoyable content out there movies tv and just very rich um stuff you know the, the the cool thing about a lot of this is it's just i think one of the points of this podcast was how how deep a lot of these things have become over time mm-hmm. you know and over we have so many more franchise type shows movies universes now than we ever have before i mean people there was jokes made for a few years and still are you know well you know six six seasons in a movie or you know it's going to be you know we everything turns into this big thing but uh i like it you know i i I like that that you know it it um i enjoy having that familiarity you know it's it's we as i think fans of this kind of stuff we always get a little upset when a show after you know a part of a season or a single season gets you know we've got a couple of cool shows this year that that got yanked and although i hear almost human still might come back oh that'd be good i've, I've been hearing that still hasn't officially completely been canceled <laughs> <laughs> so well part of it is, is some of these shows that were pretty they were kind of borderline i'm hearing that they that they're not any more borderline i mean in other words the ratings for a lot of these shows weren't so good so that's giving them more of a chance in other words, it's not like they had huge successful shows that, oh, well, we've got all these big successes and therefore this one's not good enough. And it, it, none of them really rocketed to the top. So, right. um, but anyway, um, anything else you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I got cover? a couple of questions I wanted to ask you. Um, I, I, the new Star Trek movies. The, uh, which uh, they sort of have their they own. They did universe. new Star Trek movies. What? I guess. No one I, told me what. And there hasn't. There's not contention at all about them. Um, no, no. Everyone loves them. But I, I'm as they should, out. or they're well, not a well, true fan. And I said it here. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's absurd. But <laughs> no. But I've been trying to figure out what bothers me about the movies. And the first thing is that the the, the universe is kind of weird and shallow. For Star Trek, you know, but that's only be this because they've only had two movies. Yeah, you're just but, talking about specifically just the last two movies, like right? The, yeah, Star Trek. That, it, that Trek. it doesn't seem to be quite as deep and as right. as fleshed out as like you know 700 and some TV episodes were. Yeah, I agree. The other thing that bugged <laughs> me about it is, um, Kirk is almost portrayed as the way like somebody who heard about the jokes about Captain Kirk like oh he likes to have sex and he doesn't play by the rules but when I watch you mean he's a little bit of a caricature of Kirk yeah almost like he's almost like Kirk as if as if nobody like when I watched the first season I I got the the blu-rays of the TOS for Christmas yeah finally and (laughs) the first season of Star Trek is the best I'm going to say it right here, Star Trek 
of all time. There hasn't been anything, I don't think. I agree. To equal it. I, think to, that, I, won't, I won't fight you. <laughs> right. No, no, it's fantastic. Quality-wise, it, it, I mean, it's got some classic episode after classic episode. Yeah, the episodes are just written, are, are amazing. I mean, there's just right. some, yeah, I mean, beautiful so, stuff there. So when, so when I'm watching it, no, I mean I'm I'm a Star Trek fan. Well, I've Kirk seen is not a goof in those episodes. Is Kirk what you're going to say, right? Yeah, Kirk is not chasing women. As a matter of fact, most of I think the whole the only girl that he really goes after is Edith Keeler in that first season, and that's he's in the 30s and he falls in love with her, and then you know she gets run over. And, and it's a little that. different too. It's, it's not it's not just thing. a girl on a planet that he just jumps in bed right. with or something the so classic thing in that first season he yeah. sort of portrayed so if you're if you had just heard about star trek and you've heard people go hey captain kirk he likes to you know nail uh green chicks and stuff and then you watch um that first season there's none of that kirk is very serious captain uh and he takes that very serious and, and he He's not. So you want to see that Kirk in a movie, and not he's not bucking not, the he's not, not bucking the rules. Now I know that as time went on, especially by the time the third season rolls around, that's where you get that. The third season, he's got almost a, a girl in every episode, and it, it start it gets a little bit silly. But the third I'd season, he, he he bucks the rules a little bit, but he he doesn't. It's it, it's with experience and with some, you know. Not so much the cockiness that they're showing in the movies, right? And I understand that that they're saying, "Well, he's younger, and yeah, he, yeah. he didn't have his dad." And I, I completely, yeah, yeah. I think you're making some so some good points. That, yeah, that's my my point is that I, that just because I'd freshly watched that first season and I've watched the whole series at this point, which I've I realized going through it, I've missed entirely uh, Star Trek episodes, which I've never seen, especially in the third season, which, of course, everybody tells you to stay away from with a, you know, but oh, not all good stuff are, in there. No, there's yeah. a lot of good stuff. But there's a lot of crap, but there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, particularly, I mean, I enjoyed watching a lot of that, and especially like the Apple. I never saw that one. And I was like, this one's kind of fun. Um, the one where he's on the planet with the Native Americans, where Kirk forgets who he is for a while, and he's Kirok. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, that was kind of cool. It's um, a cool episode. It's a cool episode because it's different. It's really yeah. different than any other Star Trek episode. Outside. Pretty much any other Star Trek episode of any series, really. It's it's very it's very um you well, know, he's on, he's out on his own, you know. He's, yeah. he's and plus he's um yeah. it's a an exterior filmed and like yeah. and that's different especially in the third season because yeah. most of those were studio uh shot. So anyway, what so, are you uh well, well, my point was that I understand they're not going to have the depth. I just think that now that I'm reconsidering those two movies, even though they are very fun, very entertaining, yeah. there's no doubt about it. You can sit down and watch them. They got mass audience because they they appealed to the action and sci-fi and all that. I do think that they might have done better had they just somehow managed to stay within the universe that they had already that had already been created and already existed, like Doctor Who has. It exists. So you're in saying the, kind of do that. Do you I mean you're okay with the bringing mind, and having yeah. a, a younger cast do the original characters again, but do them closer to the way they really don't, were don't and me, should be. Yeah. It's like the BS of like, well, our destinies have changed and all this crap because of Nero or whatever. I'm just why go to all that trouble? You've established we've established yeah. this universe. It's Here's what around. I'll say: the the uh, yeah, and I I don't I I see your everything you're saying, and I agree. Pretty much the, I think the key thing will, to me will be what what happens in the next movie. To me, if if they finally get to the point where, okay, Kirk has settled down, 
he's in command. He 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 doesn't, you know. Maybe he shows occasionally. Maybe he's talking to uh, Doctor McCoy, and you know, like he did in some of the early uh, first season episodes, like you said, you talked about. You know, there were times where he confided to him, like you know, he was his bartender, and and showed, you know, I I you know, he has a the first season. There's a line where Kirk's telling him, like, you know, I look around the bridge. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to tell him they're all looking to me for an answer and like bones what if i'm wrong or whatever and that kind of stuff is good stuff but yes. he never really lets that show too much with the real crew you know what i mean and it's a little yeah. bit more raw with kirk in these last couple of movies i just all i'm saying is i think if he settles in a little bit better and and is is truly a captain and 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 more like that kirk of the first season and they get they come up with a cool whatever concept they're going to do or whatever problem they're going to be solving Mm-hmm. then then I think they'll that will be great and I you know I think that they uh even though yeah I've enjoyed these two movies and they're kind of these spectacles a little bit I, mm-hmm. I I think I've said it many times as they as we were getting to that second movie and even after I mean I, I like the movie I I still think that they could have done something a little bit better and not had a con you know re retread or restory you know but I I'll, I'll just take them for what they are I'm not gonna for, There's not really much point in in, in not. I yeah, mean. and and I completely I know what you mean, and I think there's a lot of reasons for it being the way it is. I, I and it's been said I think a few times. I think JJ did kind of action him up in Star Wars up Star Wars up Star Trek a little bit. I think that's yeah. just an honest thing, and I think he twisted the characters a little bit to make them a little bit more sexy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, to make them. I think if you took that Kirk, I think he may have felt that that might not have been as exciting for the current audience to see, perhaps. I don't know. I, I understand. But, you know, and I, I guess it's just people like you and me and and most of our part of the people that listen to this podcast and that we interact with as friends. Want to see probably, something a little bit more. We're so and, attached. To, we're yeah. so in love with with that universe. Um, and, yeah. And, and, my, and my thing is, just that we've we've have five series, um, so much history. I hate to see it not utilized. It's like, and again, Doctor Who was able to re- rejuvenate their franchise and not throw it all away with the bat with the, like the baby away with the bathwater. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like somehow they made it work, and some and then and yeah, I don't think. It's, yeah, I mean, I know what you mean. They um, well, they, they, they. I'm just saying that, like, you know. Yeah. Not, not that, but it's just that you. We're not going to get a revisit to the to the Star Trek universe. I think that, it's so hard. I think to me, the simplest thing about it all is, is that, and we we keep saying this on the forum, on the Facebook group, and all that, is that the simplest thing is the movies are just going to be, I think, kind of like this at least, yes. and that's just that's that in a way. And they, we get a new TV show. It isn't going to be, you know blowing up things every five seconds and a captain running around, you know, jumping in bed with whatever and, and looking <laughs> at every skirt that walks by. I mean, it's, it, it, you know, no matter what it is, it's not going to be, they can't sustain that for season after season. So that, that's Star Trek, you know, that's, yeah. that, that, th- this is, you know, Star Trek comma movies, Star Trek movies, you know, a little bit. I mean, I, I always go back and maintain that quite a few of the films with the original cast and Next Generation were Star Trek Plus. You yeah. Know. You know, I First that, Contact's I, but, a great movie. Wrath of Khan is a great movie, but they're not yes. like the TV shows were. They're not no, like but, any but of the we, TV episodes really were. So We earned that, though, because and, this, and the show earned that, and the characters yeah. earned yeah. because 
we spent so much time with them on the TV show, and and you know, we're gonna say, well, it's kind of cool to have fun with with the with the characters that you've been watching. I think the it's saving like, piece of it would be if they had done like these last couple of movies, but it was just a total new crew. Let's just say that it was Captain X, and you know, blah blah blah. I don't even know if you can use that and imagine or put that into perspective, but I think that the only thing that keeps it hooked into Trek is, you know, that they went back and used the original characters and just now we're going to make a movie with those. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess they, you know, listen, we can't fault the, the, their business model seems to work just fine. No, 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 no Star Trek. They movie made money, is, a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. They haven't done that kind of dough. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Although um, even for inflation, which is crazy, you know that the, that Star Trek 2009 still is way up there. It just made a ton of dough. I mean, it was a very successful reboot. I, I, I I'm not arguing. Uh, it's not like we're saying they they screwed the pooch. Clearly, they they uh, got what they wanted. I'm just saying that for people like you and me who uh, are lifelong fans, it kind of does make me a little bit sad when you go. You know, maybe this isn't for me anymore. Maybe start. Maybe this is a Star Trek that's made for me, and it's kind of like kind of a bummer. That's all. But Yeah, I mean I think we I think we got a little spoiled there for a while. You know, I think we had the the all those other series and then they, they yeah. you know, we got our you know, which a lot of people love the most, even the you know, the next generation crew doing a movie and it was like, God man, this is the ultimate, you know, high kind <laughs> of we've got our, our small screen people up there on the big screen and they're making a you know, it's like a it's like a, a super duper deluxe mega episode. And, and and then then they sort of put on the brakes or slam down the door and go you know what nope we're throwing all that out all that history everything and doing this and I, yeah. I you know it it has been hard for some I think to uh, and I you know it's I, you know what I've loved to have seen another next generation movie yeah oh yeah unfortunately or, or, you nobody know. else to, nobody was going to see those movies yep, anymore exactly yep. so I mean I, I listen I'm not I'm not arguing with with anybody about about yes the mood this the last next generation movie made about 40 million bucks i'm fine you know my thing about it all chris really is is i don't really mind all almost all the stuff you you know you're talking about so much i want them to just come up with something plot and device and story wise unique and new and different and that's what you know that's what i get bothered and upset about and i'm like you guys have Hollywood writers, you have people who know science fiction, whatever, and this really is the best story that you can come up with. I want it's you to, go- I, I want you to blow my mind open. You know, I want you to, you know, come on, guys. Th- th- you've got the make whole, a sci-fi movie. You know, you've got a universe here to explore and do things with, and this is the best that you come up with. That's what I get. That's what I agree. That's what I think is small and narrow in my, you know. No, it's you know the characters. Yeah, they kind of twist them and turned them, stick them in a blender and twisted it, and you know Kirk's like this now, and Spock loves Uhura or whatever. Yeah, whatever. You know. But I I think that um, I want them to come up with a good story. It's like fan service, like you know, if if you're gonna do con, just tell us it's con, okay? Don't. don't, (laughs) Well, I think they learned that lesson. I think they learned that lesson. Though I'll tell you. Tell you what, though, they're JJ starting off with Star Wars being basically the same way again. I don't know. I know. I, I feel like I'm being already teased and taunted, and it hasn't even really barely begun. So uh, I already feel I already feel like uh, he he's uh, he's messing with us again. So uh, we'll can see. You, all right, one more question. Yes. And then, and then can you name your non your your top five non Star Trek, um, non Star Wars 
uh, sci-fi movies. Do you think you could do that? You know me in lists, though. You know me and my. I know age. you don't like them. <laughs> so just specifically movies of yeah, of sci-fi. Sci-fi, yes, not fantasy, sci-fi. or does it matter? It, or? I guess it doesn't matter. Say, let's say genre. We'll say genre. That's fine. Um, uh, Blade Runner. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Forbidden Planet. Because oh, I, I just so much, you're... I just so much love that as a kid, and I still find that it's the basis of so much of Star Trek that I love. So it really uh, is awesome. Uh, I would say. Probably, I gotta say one of the alien movies, and I'm gonna probably say Aliens. Mm. Um, Terminator 2. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. Um, and I think the first, I'll throw in the first Lord of the Rings movie, just because yep. that, the, the Fellowship of the Ring for me was always the the most fun, the coolest That's my favorite part of, of uh, the story. I mean, the uh, you know, it starts to get so much more intense and deeper i just like when everyone's coming together and they're all so fresh and you know frodo's not all weird yet and all that and but uh, i mean that's a way quick off the top of my head i mean i could throw a bunch of other ones on top of that i was silent running i love 2001 a space odyssey i don't care what people say logan's run good um, one you know just i mean there's just there's just so so many i mean i'd probably you know even the the funny thing about it is though what I'm noticing just you know as it's it's pretty late here and I you know I'm mostly mentioning movies that are older. Sure. Well, that's <laughs> the, that's that's the thing. I'm gonna throw uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark in there. You know, it's kind of fantasy-ish a little bit, but I but I mean the um, I, I'm trying to think of anything in the last like ten years that has made me like you know go like this this movie is something that i'm going to watch forever and ever that i love to death and um Hmm. you know if you throw star wars and star trek out of that mix i'm trying to think of something in recent the last five to ten years maybe gravity was pretty well it's sitting right here i just bought it this week but it's not i don't really consider that sci-fi no it's more like it's a great movie side drama it's it's a great movie um but yeah how about for you on that anything in the last five to ten years maybe i'm maybe i'm not too tired and i'm not thinking about something that i'm missing but i uh, kind of agree with you i would Um, guess avengers or something you know it's 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 but that's comic book so i almost put that in its own category i don't know you know it's like when i was thinking about this I, i think these are things I think about a lot because I, I'm, I'm a sad person, a pathetic person. I'm like, what are my favorite sci-fi movies? <laughs> but, um, You're not one of those that does that in IMDb and makes those lists that I see along the sides. No, there, I, you know, I do it in my head. My favorite it. actors from 1983 or something, you know. I do it with my collection, and I, can, uh-huh. I, I have a definitive answer for my favorite sci-fi movie of all time, and it is Close Encounters of the Third Kind. There's ah. no out in my mind um that's a great movie yeah yeah it's my favorite spielberg movie and that's in counting jaws even though jaws is my favorite movie of all time which i guess doesn't make much sense but close encounters to me is him like getting when he's just sort of becoming like the spielberg that we know like oh yeah when he's visual he's really yeah he's 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 just so young raw just working everything right i love the story of that movie um I just really just everything about it. Just every time I watch it, it just completely satisfies me. That's a good one to watch with your kids. Yeah, it really is. It's it's such a great movie. It's got a lot of it's a lot of great notes. My 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 second favorite sci-fi movie is Contact. 
and ah and yeah i like con- that one a lot yeah, too it's a controversial pick maybe but that movie says so much about yeah i i, I like that one a ton more than most people seem to like yes. it and i love the book I, too but I, the book is great and the movie again every time i watch it i'm like at the end of it i'm like that just speaks to me it just says everything that i feel well they're definitely almost. in the same vein you know you you know contact yeah. and close encounters have a very similar sort of that feel to them but contact to me is like just the it it, it just it just says a lot about who we yeah. are and and what would really so what happen. else is on your all right um blade runner for sure when you said blade runner there's no doubt uh, blade runner um it's just one of those movies that washes over you and you're just like totally like if you're if you're in the right frame of mind when you watch blade runner it just takes you away man it's just like you're in oh it. it's just such a it's just so vivid and real oh, and and, such and, a, and just so cool and 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 it just uh it's such a great great idea and and premise and story and action and look yep. it's just it's just completely 100 percent the you know a package that's just yeah. you know uh it, it's just crazy great yeah um then uh uh i'm gonna say alien i have come to the realization that i prefer alien to alien yeah which, i was bouncing between them in my head yeah. there i mean they're both they're both pretty much neck and neck but i just really um am attracted to first of all ridley scott is just a master a visual artist um, yeah yeah i'm really attracted to movies that can really absorb you in their atmosphere and that's another one that's to me that that the that that has that sort of man this thing is just working everything right it does it it really does and it gets you so involved in its atmosphere you don't really like the first time you watch it you don't really kind of have it's kind of hard to sort of figure out what's going on sometimes because it's like it sort of takes a lot for granted when you first you know it's just like yeah you're a space you're a freighter yeah i mean once you've seen it a few times it's just such a it's just a wonderfully made movie uh and it's you know, it's still scary. I think every time I watch it, I'm still kind of like creeped out by it, which I think is a pretty oh yeah, good. you should be. <laughs> but if you I have mean, a pulse, that, you should be. Yeah. I don't really anything else. Then, no, you that know, was, and yeah. That's a, that's about it. I mean, as far as like movies that I will, I mean, I have a lot of other like minor favorites like you know starman or something which is a nostalgic favorite for me you know it's like see I yours love... are all still yours are also in you know yeah. vintage you know age, you. A, a, older well, okay, older nope. films yeah i'm gonna say i have one that's more recent and uh i think it gets overlooked because of its sequels were substandard but the first matrix movie i think we forget oh how. yeah 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 well Amazing that's still that's still though a 1999 movie yeah though. so it's all it's I mean, like it's 15, 15 years, years old now believe it or not but you're right yeah, yeah that absolutely that first matrix movie i'd put in my top five it, it when I saw that now we that's a great movie yeah it came out before Star Wars episode one I remember going to see the Matrix in a theater and there was a Star Wars episode one trailer and that was actually the reason we went to see it because it was the first premiere of a new trailer yeah and um where we saw the trailer and like yeah now we get to watch this movie and the movie just blew me away like I never saw anything like that up to that point I thought it was just amazing the concepts behind it were great and it still holds up when you watch it now i think one of the things yeah it's a good yeah no it's it's great i think one of the things in the recent five to ten years that most people i know brian says this a lot and 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 it's true that i don't think we're getting a lot of like good original stuff you know i i i think it's 
you know, I enjoy the comic book movies. We talked a lot about that. I, I enjoy another Star Trek movie when it comes out, and we're getting more Star Wars, and that's all great. And they're going to be fun to watch, but they're not... I don't think you get that same kind of reaction to... Even if it's a great movie, you know, even if they do a, a fantastic job on Episode Seven, mm-hmm. it will still be Star Wars. It will still yep. be guys flying around in ships, lightsabers, Luke, Leia, whatever... It'll be that universe that we know, and it, you know, I want somebody to come out with something that's that's new and fresh. I'm looking forward to, and I don't, I'm going to completely blank on the name, but I'll look it up, and I and maybe we'll get lucky, and maybe it'll be it'll be good. But this one that's coming out, this sci-fi movie with Mila Kunis, and, oh, Jupiter Ascending, yeah, Jupiter Ascending. You know, that looks pretty cool. I mean, it's that in a whole original. new world and universe. It has a very Star Warsy kind of look to it to a degree. I mean, it's a space opera kind of a thing. But I just want to be—I want to be taken to someplace new. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm—I'm um, I'm hoping that that's good because, like, uh, I saw the trailer and I was like, "Ooh, this is like a sci-fi movie." Yeah, <laughs> and it's not—it's not something that we've already heard of. So, right. Like I, mean, I even could, enjoyed that that uh, Tom Cruise movie from last year or whatever. What, Oblivion. Oblivion, yeah, because it was different and it was it was something unique and new, and it wasn't just another, um, you know, another mo- a franchise movie that we've seen a, a bunch of. So. Uh, yeah, I, I I say that that versus the '80s, um, which is when I my formative years, that the yeah, original. Sci-fi is definitely something that's been lacking uh, in the. Yeah, last we were getting pretty much, you know, for a lot of years there during the summers, we would get a few completely new things. Yep. You know that where'd this come from? You know what I mean? It just wasn't like another. And I so I I, I guess I can understand why when people say, "Boy, all we get is the same old stuff uh, in film." Uh, and uh, which is why I keep saying, you know, TV is where it's at a little bit because yeah. there's some new and different things going on there. I mean, when Game of Thrones came out, I'd never seen anything like that, even though I, you know, complain about it to a degree. But it's the show that I love to hate. But uh, yeah. and Walking Dead is my show that I love to hate. So I mean, yeah, and I never saw anything like that. I've seen zombie yeah. things, but that was a totally new and unique thing when I when I you know when that came on for me yep. at least. I mean, it's zombies, but it's not really you know. So. It's not really about zombies though, is it? Not really. No, no, but uh, well, this has been fun. Let's uh, yeah, let, let's at least close up the podcast. We can chit chat a few more, or whatever. But uh, well, thanks, <laughs> uh, thanks so much uh, for uh, for doing this. I think this was a cool idea. I mean, I, I did, you know probably a lot of people listening have already seen a lot of what we talked about, but uh, it's it's always good to do a little recap of of uh, what we love and uh, so much. Uh, you know, the golden age of of uh, of geeks right it now. It really is, and we should enjoy it and stop complaining Stop. all the time yeah just sit back have some juju fruit beans whatever you eat at the popcorn whatever you know but i reserve judgment to complain if the new star wars trailer does not meet my <laughs> approval does not meet my <laughs> approval i will close the comic book shop today for the rest <laughs> of time all right well chris thanks a lot and uh next week is uh up in the air right now for the show I have a couple of ideas, and uh, but just uh, watch the forum, watch the Facebook group, all the usual places, and uh, something will be out next week. Uh, but anyway, thanks, everyone, for listening. This is uh, Rico and Chris signing off. I need more tea. My throat's <laughs> getting dry. I can't even say my name. <laughs> say, I'll be back. Say it, Chris. Say it, I'll be back, you know. 
I'll be back for a Sarah Connor. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. be back. So he's Bye. really doing another Terminator. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, more money. Get some more money. Terminator 5, the search for uh, more money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Arnold. Let's talk to you later then. Thanks. Bye-bye. Peace. Peace and love. <laughs> Thanks in Cyberpunk.